0: we oh.
1: up what up welcome to the premiere of silver screen breakdowns i'm one of the hosts alex and uh, i'm excited to be here episode one for everyone listening in podcast form we appreciate you make sure you go subscribe to the youtube channel silver screen breakdowns and i got my co-host with the most in the building mr bogart scott free
2: hey hey, please no pictures please (laughs) No, you know what? Go ahead. I mean, we're already on, we're already on screen. I guess this silver screen, even. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: yeah, I and had to wear the most flamboyant shirt I had. There we go. And we got Ron in the building, the guy who's bringing all the graphics, and someone who. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it real soon why he's on the panel, but someone who's been. We had to search this far and wide. Yeah, and we
0: had to search far
2: and wide for the expert, the authority. In these matters.
3: Okay, yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. I remember uh, when it came out. Uh, I was in high school. Actually, I was probably. But uh, when I was in high school, one of my teachers like did a project on it, like as like the story of it, uh, and like the time shifting, and it became like a thing. And then when I was in college, uh, one of my major projects for the year. I did a whole website with uh, like everything about the movie, like all the songs, all the quotes, all the things, um, and it was like back in the day of Flash, where everything like slid in and like videos and like all that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, I had to watch it like fifty times in a row to catch everything and like screen grab everything and all that stuff when I was working on it. So it's you know it's one of those uh, one of those movies. And so what well, you would
2: say? You are the authority
3: on I'm these matters. The authority, that's it. Yeah.
1: What year was <laughs> that? What What year did you create that website?
3: Uh, two thousand three, I think. So the movie came out in what ninety four. So it was a, uh, it was a little later. But uh, um, yeah, I, I love the soundtrack too. And even never, in the the opening credits, uh, uh, how they changed the song in the beginning from the Pulp Fiction song to the Jungle Boogie where they do the old school radio. So yep. they, cause the first scene they're in the car, listening to that. Mm-hmm. So like you afterwards know that they changed the station in the movie, you know, yep. like, like little stuffy right? things like little stuff like that that you don't have to do like in it. Cause like that car would have like a manual radio.
1: Oh, yeah. And Bogar, we did a lot of research and you're the music guy around here. What do, what do you think about the soundtrack and uh, that, that stuff that you showed me about Quentin's, you know, behind the scenes on the music? I
2: mean, it's it's dope because, I mean, in, in every in every song that he chooses, you know, what I mean, he, the song is being selected while he's writing the scene. You know, what I mean, like he, it, a lot of times, you know, what I mean, he'll throw the song on and write. You know certain scenes like and it's kind of dope man because you know you know coming from a music background like i was in the studio last night you know what i mean we throw on a beat and in this case we're sampling you know what i mean we're sampling an old school uh uh enchantment joint you know what i mean and like because that's me taking from my childhood you know what i mean taking something that inspired me turned it into something else and he uses those songs to do that you know what i mean oh yeah yeah, he probably does a lot of ecstasy too while he's doing
1: it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's something that we all know. His his, uh, his sets were extra lit. Tequila and ecstasy was always was always on set. Yeah, Quentin, everything, everything with him. I mean, I, I like how there's detail in everything. The devil is in the details, and that that's just what's dope about everything that he's doing. And that's probably why we're going to be doing a couple of Quentin Tarantino movies. On this pod, you know, out of our first couple movies, because there's no better director. Like, I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino, and then there's everybody else. Doesn't matter how right. good they are.
2: Okay, you know, you have Spielberg and like Scorsese, you know, these motherfuckers that will never come outside. Tarantino's outside. You know what I mean? Tarantino is what is the guy we champion being from our generation. Like, look at, look at, motherfucking Ronald made a whole ass website. You know what
1: I'm saying? That's true. Well, and like all those guys, so in a bunch of these docs that we've been watching and stuff, after the original screening of Reservoir Dogs, it was like the next day Quentin Tarantino was a star. They had someone uh, hit him up and like, hey, come on, we got a boat party going on, and it's literally the who's who of every director, and they want to talk to Quentin. They want to hear his story of how he did all that, and Pulp Fiction, he just takes it to the next level, and- One thing that I like about all this. So Danny DeVito, I don't know if you saw his name in the original credits, but he was responsible for actually getting the movie to an $8 million budget, which is still crazy. All the star power in this. We still don't know how they did it on an $8 million budget, but like John Travolta, he didn't even get paid 150 grand on this. Like he was someone who this whole movie revitalized his career. He was the talking baby and all that. (laughs) Hey, Bruce Willis for real. Like, you know,
2: this put propelled him outside of Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like now, all of a sudden, he's the guy. He's a, he's a power player in Hollywood again, and like you know, it, but here's what Tarantino did for me is like he made it cool. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not. Is Samuel Jackson not the coolest motherfucker in the world? You know Hell yeah. he's, doing some, he's doing some vile gangster shit, but then he you know he becomes profound. Like you know what I mean? It's like you know it's um, you have every story imaginable. And there's a rendition of it in this joint, you know what I mean? In Pulp Fiction, you know what I mean? Like, like, um, like uh, I don't want to say West Side Story type, uh, but, but you know, definitely conflict of interest, like, you know, pinning, um, you know, Vince uh, Vincent to go just, you know, take his wife on a date. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this concept is done several times over in other, other gangster flicks. But, like, you know what I mean? When he remixes it and it's just like, because it puts you in ne- that. Put you in that position, like, man. And then he's, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going right. break down some of it. He's essentially edit, so.
3: modernizing the 1950s pulp novels,
0: yeah.
2: He's bringing them good.
3: into modern times, but he's using the formula.
1: So, a lot I'm of angry. the
3: stuff is from other stories, but he's like doing a new version of it,
1: yeah. And he even says that, you know, the great artists they steal from other artists, they don't pay homages. And it's really him taking it to the next level, just like they do in the music game. You know, we hear all these old songs that were... It's funny, one of the songs in the movie, it's uh, it's actually the sample that they do for hits with the bong, hits from the bong. And uh, it's when um, um, Mia's dancing in, uh, uh, and John Travolta goes to the bathroom. We'll talk about that a little later. But yeah, that's what's cool. Like every little thing from his movie... Is probably in one way or another from another movie, but he's just taking it to the next level, whether I mean, it's a camera shot or you know, anything, an angle. I mean, he's the kid,
2: it's literally in his lineage, right? To love, you know, television and, and film and shit like that, right? And then you know, saying then then you fuck around and 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 put him in in LA and he working at that video store, you know, the video archiver or whatever it was called. know what I mean? They just had everything imaginable. You know what I mean? And then people would just come there and chop game with him about movies. You know what I mean?
0: And And he'd be like, "Don't
2: rent this movie. Rent this movie." Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he had a shitload of like insight on like on like you know the directors and producers and you know who who played what character. You know, just you know what I mean? And like he would cast his guys because he would envision, you know, like like uh, Ron said, you know, characters from the novels or even the 50 the spaghetti westerns like, you know, yeah, he looks like a you know, like like he like he just he's going always likening some actor to somebody he envisioned from another movie, you know what I mean? Like his version of it.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy. Even uh, John Travolta wasn't even the main inspiration for Vincent Vega. It was initially supposed to be Michael Madsen. But mm-hmm. he ended up going playing a part in the Wyatt Earp movie, and uh, John Travolta was someone uh, who Tarantino always said he wished they used him like the way that he used him in Pulp Fiction.
2: Yeah, I mean, cause he was he was the Saturday Night Fever kid, and and then uh, Greece, Greece, <laughs> and Greece was awesome.
0: You
2: know what I mean? And then he went on his tour doing like all like the you know the. And
3: then the PG.
2: He was Welcome
3: Woman.
4: Back, Cotter, wasn't
2: he? Was he? Was he in the show, Welcome Back, Cotter? I mean, listen, man, I, I just remember the song. That's all I remember. I, I'm pretty sure the- he was in that show. I'm like, I actually, <laughs> just, I actually just used that song literally uh, on our last uh, post for the Playmakers because it was like we were back. You know
1: what I mean? <laughs> Welcome back. That shit slapped. Yeah, and he was in that movie, Urban Cowboy, which uh, my, my girl Vanessa put me on. And uh, Quentin, like, always references that movie, too, Urban Cowboy. So, yeah, so h- hilarious. John Travolta getting totally re- revitalized. But before Samuel Jackson and John Travolta even come into the movie, let's just talk about the very first scene in the movie. It's Tim Roth and uh, Tim and his wife and Pumpkin and Honey Bunny is how they're, uh, how they're referred to. You never hear them say their name. We don't know what the heck they're talking about, really. And as the conversation unfolds, you find out that they're like doing robberies. They're they're jacking liquor stores, and they're they're gangster about it. Yep, and they're and they're
2: like from down under.
1: <laughs>
2: well, Clearly, yeah, but like they're not really
3: gangster. That becomes the point, you know. They're playing gangster.
1: Hmm. I mean, when you got guns, to a lot of people, they're just gonna do whatever you say. So he is the weak. <laughs> 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 but yeah he doesn't want to do doesn't want to do bank robberies um doesn't want to do liquor stores and it all unfolds and uh be, that they should just start sticking up uh diners and cafes and stuff like that because there's so many people in there they can jack all their wallets and everything and that's just how the movie uh really starts that she's <laughs> Pumpkin is our honey bunny is talking shit to pumpkin saying, Oh, you just sound like a duck. I hear you doing this quack, 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 quack over there. Just wants him to be a gangster and start pulling some more licks.
2: Yeah. She's definitely the driving force (laughs) and they get like, they get a twisted kick out of it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I think they have, you know, it's like, it's like they get like mad aroused out of like robbing people.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Because when she like, I'm ready. Let's do it right now. and Yeah, that's where it all starts. Pull, pulls his gun out. That's just like him throwing his dick on the table and then right. And he,
2: and 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 it's like it's. I bet you tarantino's like, you know, when you pull the gun out, really like slam it on the table. You know?
1: But but the real gang. Teams, what,
3: every time they're going into a situation, they're always like, oh god, I got a gun. Like I hope I don't die. <laughs> like they're not like excited. They're like, all right. They don't want Let's to kill anyone, this. and
1: they don't want to die, but yeah. they know that that's a possibility.
3: Yeah, and
1: shotguns, and, you know, And like,
2: you're in the mob. Mm-hmm. You're in it. You you work for the mob. You don't do this, you probably get smoked. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why he. That's why even like you know, see what's dope is that we, we we could say whatever part what uh, without this uh, spoiling this movie because the movie is chopped up into a certain specific sequence. You know what I mean? Also, like, if people haven't seen it by now. That's on. The- yeah. <laughs> no, friends. but I'm saying yeah. like. It's not like we're gonna start from front to back. Like I mean, we are starting from the beginning. But I, I wanted to reference, like when he tells him, like, "Hey, you're just gonna you're just gonna leave," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna tell Mar- Marcellus I'm 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 done." You know what I mean? And it's like because only certain individuals, like he probably got he probably got hella bodies on his hands for uh, for Marcellus. So he you know when he walked, he he
1: let him walk. You know what I mean? Because they don't show
2: him later on with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He obviously
1: was gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll jump to those parts a little later. So then, just uh, then, Tim Roth just jumps up. Everybody, uh, everybody, be calm. This is a robbery. <laughs> then it just kicks off the, the opening intro and everything, and then it finally cuts to Samuel Jackson and um, uh, and John Travolta. And what's funny about this is they're just like in a carpool, just like going to work. Like you don't know what they do at this point. They're just talking mm-hmm. about random stuff it starts off with uh jules asking john travolta vincent what's up with amsterdam what's up with these hash bars mm-hmm.
2: and he's just like he's like listen man he's like it's a misconception it's like you know you you could definitely you know purchase the hash but you can't just go in a cafe and start smoking he was like they, they want they want you to do that at home or in you know in your own private space you know what i mean and, 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 and you know what's funny too because you know the when you peel back the layer he don't give a fuck about no hash bar for real. He's there getting his hair on. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's all he he's like, yeah, it's exactly. not listen. Yeah, but and then then he's just talking about the differences, right? The little of, differences. Uh, yeah, the little differences, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and he's just asking, like, very, you know, he's very uh see that that, that, that this conversation says a lot about the character of Jules because he's just, you know, he's he's the genius asks questions, you know what I mean? He's asking, he's asking away, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You know explain. what I'm saying? What are those little differences. It's like, you know, you can actually go into a, what do you say? You can go into a movie theater and get a glass of beer. So this is a 1994, mm-hmm. you know, like that. You could do that now, you yeah. know, at certain places. But back then, like, hell no. Like there's no way in hell anywhere in the United States could you get a beer inside of a movie theater. Mayonnaise so, and french fries instead of ketchup. I yeah. saw a com- I saw a commercial where they were advertising some chain that's not where I'm at, and she was dunking the fries okay. in the mayonnaise. It's like ew. Wait, I've
3: been to Germany.
1: Be no, it was mayonnaise. No, it's, it's
3: mayonnaise. Like German people just thick it like a, a bucket of mayonnaise, and they just dip oh
2: fries me- oh,
1: this is in Europe.
2: It's yeah. a German thing, but yeah, okay, my bad. And, and Samuel
1: it. Jackson, it's funny. Like Vincent's telling him about that, and he's like, ugh, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's really. so
2: disgusted by that. And I love it because it's like that is the thing. Like, you know, black people,
1: they don't fuck with mayonnaise like that. Yeah. yeah. He's like, <laughs> I hate mayonnaise. so disgusted by it. Mm-mm. And you know what was fun? Well, I mean, it's, Samuel Jackson's like responses are just funny to the story because it's like mm-hmm. it's Europe. He's probably never been out of like LA. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's confident. He's yeah. from South Central for sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, Inglewood. yeah exactly. Yeah. Inglewood, yeah. Inglewood's right go. around there. And uh, <coughs> it's funny. Vince starts That's telling me how, in, how he went into McDonald's. And he was like, you know they call it a quarter pounder with cheese in, uh, in France? Like, they don't call it a quarter pounder? Like, fuck no, man. They got the metric mm. system. I don't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. Like, they call it a Royale with cheese. he got so hyped. Royale with cheese, huh? (laughs) It's like, what do they call Big Mac? And he was like, well, Big Mac's a Big Mac. They just call it La Big Mac. And then you hear him. He starts cracking up. He's like, La Big Mac. (laughs) Yeah, he tries to
2: say it like in an accent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I love it, because they're they're just driving, having a regular conversation, and you don't, you, you know, this seems minuscule, but it's also... Ha- represents how desensitized they are to the life, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they're just on the way, and then, then you, you know, they, they get there, they pop the trunk and they're like, oh man, we wish we had some shotguns. They need to start giving some shotguns for these jobs, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just funny because it's like, oh, they're about to do some gangster shit. <laughs> like, you're like,
3: every Tarantino movie has a trunk scene, like a yep. scene where it looks up from a trunk yep. at yep. people.
2: Yep, Breaking Bad took from that.
1: Yeah, he likes he likes that shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good shot. But yeah, that, that's how desensitized they are to it. Because it's just like a Tuesday morning, for all we know, at seven o'clock in the morning. This is just their everyday routine. And then they start talking about uh start uh, he brings up uh brings up Mia Wallace, or no, no, um so, yeah, Jules, he brings up uh Antoine something, I can't remember, but a dude that got thrown out the window. Rocky
2: Yeah, there we go. That's right. I jumped. I jumped the gun. That's right, because he—that's the dude that
1: he rubbed her feet and he got thrown out the window. (laughs) At least that's what the what the choir boys think, you know. Hey, that was a long ass hallway, huh? (laughs) It was. (laughs) It went forever, and they had to go (laughs) up the elevator and everything, and and then they get to the door and it's still not time yet. It ain't getting quite seven thirty. Let's kick back, keep talking.
0: Right.
2: I love that because that's what Tarantino shit is all about. Like making them real as fuck. Because now that he's gonna take go on the date,
1: now that's in the back of his head now.
2: You know what I mean? He's thinking like fuck, man. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Someone I got listen. someone got nearly killed just by touching her feet. Mm-hmm. And he thinks Ooh. that it's crazy. Like when they're talking about it, you know, he, he was like, We act like they don't mean anything, but he was like they do. It's like mean meant something to him. He was like he knew it, she knew it, fucking Marcellus mm-hmm. knew it. It's like that's his fucking wife. He ain't gonna be playing around with that shit. Yeah. yeah, Crazy. Crazy. And so, like and he keeps that in mind are already locked in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about one at least from what we know. But we don't moment. know anything about Marcellus Wallace at this, this point Yeah, other than yeah. he's the boss, he's the gangster, he's the head of the household. Yeah. I
2: like how his name is Marcellus too cuz it's like it didn't before they ever show him it, it sounds like unassum- you know, it's very unassuming, I should say, you know what I mean? Yeah.
5: You just and know well, he's
2: you know he's the boss because they just keep referencing him. You know what I
1: mean? And we'll talk about it a little bit more, but Marcellus Wallace isn't the main character in the movie, but every single person and every single thing happening in this movie is because of him. Because mm-hmm. they're going to do something for him. They obviously work for him. They're the hired hitmen, you know, at least that's what we know as of now. And right after they get done at 7.30, and he's like, all right, come on, let's get into character. So I got to put the game face on now. They go in they knock on the door they don't know how many people are in there they said it could be four or five and they got one of theirs on the inside that's all they know and uh ron why, why don't you uh why, why don't you talk us through this scene a little bit when they go through the door uh just in that scene yeah just yeah just lead it in Let's get the premise of everything going on in there
3: yes um so when they go in, you know one thing I like is like they come in and like they get themselves inside before they start scaring them. Right. They come in kind of like friendly, you know, like they're, they're, they're on edge, but they're like, you know, they're not going in like where they're just going to shoot at them. You know, they're, they're coming in and they're going to like, you know, calm them. Right. And then, you know, like uh, just messing with them, knowing they ain't going to survive it. um, and, and they have their guy there. But like uh, he's like eating their food, drinking their drink, you yeah. know, you know, yeah, uh,
2: tasty burger.
3: He's like making fun of them, you know, like kind of. Um, but uh, but it's all in like a like a polite, like like uh, I don't have to be aggressive because you know you should be scared now, kind of thing.
1: You can see that they're that Brett shitting his pants like from moment yeah. one like he knows but <laughs> he, he is kind of he's
3: about. a little cocky before he brings the gun out you know like well before he shoots flock of seagulls
1: yeah that, that's what gets him
3: like real scary
1: and actually um, that's one of the scenes that we have queued up here so yeah. uh enjoy this uh awesome <laughs> scene I thought you were
6: going to play it before we talked that I was confused gonna... here we go what does marcellus wallace look like what <laughs> country you from what 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 ain't no country i ever heard of they speak english and what what english motherfucker do you speak it yes then you know what i'm saying describe what marcellus wallace looks like what say what again say what again i dare you i double dare you motherfucker say what one more goddamn time
0: he's
6: black go on he's bald does he look like a bitch what (laughs) Does he look like a bitch? Oh! Then why you try to fuck him like a bitch, Brett? Yes, you did. Yes, you did,
1: Brett. <laughs> right before that, so like where you said he shoots uh, off mocking eagles, um, he's, like, he's like he's like trying to explain all this. We had all the best intentions, and he starts standing up. And then he shoots him. He's like, oh, sorry, did I break? You? <laughs> yeah, did
2: I break your concentration?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and also, uh, he uses the thing from the car where he's like, "Do you know what the what, the Royale with cheese?" He's like, "You know why?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh, the memory system." He's like, "Look at the big brain on Brad." <laughs> he says the wrong name.
1: Yeah, because I mean it's funny. I mean, he goes back in. We'll just back up. So even before that, when you're talking about him being all nice, he's like, Oh, looks like we caught you guys at breakfast. Yeah. What do you guys, guys have in here? Yeah. Like hamburgers. Oh, hamburgers, <laughs> the cornerstone of any healthy breakfast.
2: And then, you know, you know why that's significant? Is because that's that's like apparently all Tarantino would eat if it was up to him. He just lo- he loves burgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when he, when he drops that in when he writes that in there, you know what I mean? That's like a little that's just a little inside joke for him, you know what I mean? Because it's true. Like the
0: the and and dogs, too.
2: Big kahuna burgers.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean that's something we'll be talking about throughout Tarantino's movies, but he has his own brands, you know. I mean, he, he talks mm-hmm. about it, you know. Oh, well, what, what kind of burgers Apple. you got? McDonald's, Wendy's, yeah. what? And they're like, no, a big kahuna. Jack burger. in the box. <laughs> Mm-mm. So funny, classic. And, uh, <laughs> and he's even asking Vincent, hey, Vincent, you ever had a big kahuna burger? You want a bite? No, nah, I'm not hungry.
2: Yeah, because he's on dope.
1: <laughs> and he's like, what do you got in here? He's like, oh, Sprite. And he's like, oh, can I take some of the Sprite to <laughs> He drinks it down, kills it, kills it. That's like- that motherfucker down. Because he starts drinking hard. Like, that thing is probably almost full, and he's drinking it real hard <laughs> until you hear it. <laughs> spitting air <laughs> that's yourself, just a big slap in the face
2: it's like he put he hella puts an emphasis on the certain lighting right because he has like you know he has the uh what is it called the activator in his hair and like when he turns it shimmers and then like you know like and it takes the light out of his face he looks more sinister you know what i mean like
0: yeah it's the
2: little things that he does you know what i mean like you got to appreciate about tarantino you know what i mean
1: yeah, and it's crazy. So um, we'll talk about the uh, the actor a little bit. Who uh, so? Tarantino wrote this role with Samuel L. Jackson in mind because he Samuel L. Jackson auditioned for Reservoir Dogs. He didn't get the part. Yeah. But- he ended up um you know pretty much writing this for him. He sends him the pulp fiction like script. I don't know what um what set he was on, but he said it, it had something, uh we had some gangsters on it. It was like if you reveal the It content. was from Jersey films, right? There you go. It yeah. said,
2: it said if you if you sh- show this to anyone, you know, Vinny and Luigi will come in and kill you or something <laughs> break or beat your legs or, or something. Yeah, yeah. some shit
1: like that. Yeah, and he said it was so good that he had to, like, read it twice to make sure that he wasn't just, like, overhyped about it. But that's uh, a guy who's in one of the scenes later, the guy who's, like, the bartender at the social club. Uh, he ended up auditioning so well that Tarantino was actually about to give it to him, and Samuel L. Jackson's like, oh, hell no, and, like, flies out to L.A. to audition again. And I'm assuming that it was this scene that he was kind of auditioning in, and he said that yeah. this kind of took him back to, his like, his theater days. And then killed this. Then officially got the role.
2: Say what again, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> what are those I ever heard him.
1: <laughs> he looked like a bitch. <laughs> he didn't know what to say. Why are you trying to fuck him like a bitch, Brett? Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Brett. <laughs> uh, and and
2: by that moment, they already found
1: you know the uh, the briefcase, and that's when it was like, all right, it's time to kill these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah and we'll save and we'll save our briefcase you know thoughts up until the end because that's like you know they never reveal what's in there it's all really about speculation so we'll save that until the the end diner scene when we start talking about that but everyone who looks in this briefcase is uh is just stunned they're just shell-socked whatever they're looking at it's something extra extra fancy and it's something worth dying for that's for sure and now, you, when he starts saying the Bible
3: verse, you can see Vincent starts to like walk over to like take his position. Cause they can't be on opposite sides cause they would shoot each other. Yeah. Like he has to like slowly walk over next to him without the guy realizing what's happening. You know, mm-hmm.
1: like they're professionals. Ezekiel 25, 17. So I didn't cue that up uh, for this scene, but you're going to see that a little bit later towards yeah. the end of the movie because he delivers hey. this twice. He- fun fact right
2: so it only has like a few bars from at the actual insert and the rest Tarantino wrote that shit and made that shit up and like so it you know what I mean because in his in the Tarantino verse everything he says is canon you know what oh, I mean yeah it has to have that
3: like over dramatic over wordy you know like mm-hmm. feel to it
2: right down upon
1: thee with Furious anger, <laughs> and yeah, that's used to poison. Poison, my brothers. Tarantino's version is uh, is usually better than yeah, real life, I mean, and I'll uh, go for it. yeah, and I bet then,
2: you he, re- he read the bi- he probably remixed the Bible.
1: I mean, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: something that uh, half of it is Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Something like, else. half of it is that he just like yeah. embellished
1: it something that Kevin Smith did as well. So uh, Tarantino was a big uh, inspiration for Kevin Smith. He made a whole movie about like kind of changing things about Catholicism, dogma. That's going to be a movie we're going to be covering here uh, sometime in the near future. That is for sure. The whole New Jersey trilogy. I love this. Oh yeah. So both guys bust a cap in Brett's ass and that's where the scene just kind of ends. And then the next scene, it kicks in where you meet Marcellus Wallace and Butch, And uh, that's a clip that I got queued up here. You got a clip here? I got a clip here. So let's watch this, and then we'll talk about uh, everything that happens after.
4: Think you're gonna find when all this shit is over and done? I think you're gonna find yourself one smiling motherfucker. Thing is, Butch, right now you got ability. But painful as it may be, ability don't last. And your days are just about over. Now that's a hard motherfucking fact of life. But that's a fact of life your ass is going to have to get realistic about. See, this business is filled to the brim with unrealistic motherfuckers. Motherfuckers who thought their ass would age like wine. If you mean it turns a vinegar, it does. If you mean it gets better with age, it don't. Size, butch. How many fights do you think you got in you anyway? Hmm. Two? Boxes don't have an old times day. You came close, but you never made it. And if you were going to make it, you would have made it before now. In the night of the fight, you may feel a slight sting. That's pride fucking with you. Fuck pride. Pride only hurts, it never helps. You fight through that shit. Because a year from now, when you're kicking it in the Caribbean, You're going to say to yourself, Marcellus Wallace was right. (laughs) I got no problem with that, Mr. Wallace. In the fifth, your ass goes down. Say it. In the fifth, my ass goes down.
1: Man, Straight Gangster. It's one of my favorite scenes in the yeah. entire movie.
2: You know what's so dope about that scene is because like you have the song playing first of all, right? It's a good song. And classic was, song, classic. Yeah, classic song. song. And you know what I'm saying? And and all, you know, you, you see Bruce or, or or Bush, I should say. And like you just hear his voice only, you know what I mean? You hear you hear Marcellus's voice. And like, and they never show his face. And even when they showed the back of his dome, they should with they hit him with that band aid. And it's it's funny because fun fact, that band aid was a shoot. Like he just had shaved his head and cut himself, and then Tarantino was just like, "Yeah, you know what? Keep that shit." You know what I mean? <laughs> and if just for no reason, but like people, you know, because Pulp Fiction has such a cult following. They've made like a whole hoopla about it, like a whole like they have theories of on. You know what I mean? But it's just and we're gonna bring
1: that up at the end. One of the craziest theories that uh, a bunch of us love, but yeah, that, that's what that's what's cool about how Tarantino does it. He doesn't tell you where a lot of this stuff happens. It's like the audience gets to choose, like what how that actually happened.
2: Yeah, and the motherfuckers, um, uh, and I, I just, I just, man, he just he made a deal with the devil. You know what I mean? And and. You know, what I mean, his fate was sealed there. Once he, once he wasn't gonna comply. You know what I mean? Because he already made the agreement. Yeah, you know I mean,
1: and it's crazy right. too. So what, what happens like right after that is uh, Vincent Vega and uh, and Marcellus Wallace. Now they're cut. Now they're coming in. They're dressed in some goofy ass clothes, and even the dude at the door is like, "What the fuck's up with those clothes?" And he's mm. like, "You don't even want to know." And we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and, and he's uh, at, he,
2: he asked him for a drink too, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. They go in, they get a drink and stuff. And um, they start talking a little bit about Mia Wallace and, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. And then Butch comes over, orders a pack of red apples, another Quentin, uh, mm-hmm. you know, product. And then him and John Travolta getting a little stare down. So we haven't heard John Travolta talk about his car at this point. But if that's what the rumor is. At least that's what Quentin says. About this is they're in a stare down because Travolta thinks that it was Butch who keyed his car. Keyed his car, and they're just in a That's stare crazy. down. And he's like, what? Um, He's like, "Can I help you with something, friend?" And he's like, "I'm not your friend, Palooka." And Palooka's mm-hmm. like, "What they would call uh, boxers who would take dives." Uh, so he's already yeah. like calling him a little bitch, and he's yeah. like, "Vince Vega, get over here." Marcellus calls him over, mm-hmm. and you, the way that Butch looks uh Wallace and uh, and Vince it's almost like yeah. right then that he was like man wait, fuck yes. man. I'm not yeah, going to fuck them yeah you just look it's like the gears are turning like you don't know why especially at this point you have no idea mm-hmm. only going back after watching the movie you know will you kind of understand that part but that's what it was all about stuff that hadn't even happened in the movie yet hell, hell yeah well,
2: and then, I, I love I love the not showing his face too. That that's dope because it's like you want to keep the you, you know what I mean. It just it adds to the sinisterness. He's he's
1: he's a monster. You know what I mean. The mystique is there. He's buying people's souls. He's that's pushing the, word, the mystique. He's pushing people out of windows for giving his wife a feet a foot massage. And like mm-hmm. he's got a big band aid on the back of his neck. Who the hell knows why?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, the next scene. Is one of my favorite scenes. It's where Vince, he's got to go get his fix. Now it's coming up to the Mia Wallace uh, date. And uh, Bogart mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, Vince Vince is a fiend, man. He's a heroin addict. And uh, he had had to go get some of his shit. And uh, I like this scene because back when I was the 420 hustler, way, 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 many, many moons ago, (laughs) it seemed like this was uh, helping me with some of my sales tactics. Uh, So check out this classic scene because I love it vincenzo
4: step in my office this is panda from mexico very good stuff and that's bava different but equally good and that is choco from the Harz mountains of germany now the first two are the same 300 a gram those are friend prices but this one is a little more expensive this is 500 a gram but when you shoot it you will know where that extra money went now there's nothing wrong with these two this is real 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 good shit, but this one is a fucking madman. Remember, I just got back from Amsterdam. Am I in Are we in Inglewood? No. You're in my home. Now, white people who know the difference between good shit and bad shit, this is the house they come to. Now, my shit, I'll take the Pepsi challenge with that Amsterdam shit any old day of the fucking week. That's a bold statement. (laughs) This ain't Amsterdam, Vince. This is a seller's market.
1: I like. He's like three hundred. Grabs him on the shoulder. Those are friend prices. <laughs> <laughs> Bogey, what do you, what do you think about this? Someone who's been a little bit around characters like this. How how do you think this scene is portrayed? I like it because he's the quintessential white D
2: boy. You know what I mean? Like, listen, he's like, are you in Inglewood? Like, he even emphasizes it. Like, you know what I mean? You're in my house. Like, you know what I mean? Because only white people do shit like that. I come to my house. You know what I mean? They even let him alone. Where he like he lets him test drive it. You know what I mean? Like, you know. what I mean? yeah. To cool you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, go ahead. You know what I mean? That's definitely not true, though. I've a lot of non white people
0: to get stars. <laughs> that's
2: the white people should have me come to the crib, like that. You know what I mean? And letting them, you know what I mean? letting them get down. But also, too, you know what I mean? It's just that that's how I was when, you, when people made film back then, especially Tarantino. You know what I mean? Like that's really how it was. It's, it's gonna be a lot, especially in this movie specifically, there's a lot of um a lot of racial stereotypical shit said, you know what I mean? All day.
1: Right, but, you know I mean? but it's because that's how people really fucking talked. Like anybody yeah. who's naive to that fact, like that's how people mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, I mean shit, that's still how some people talk. You just don't hear it as much. People are like, a little bit like, more closet about it now.
2: It starts off with two Australian accent motherfuckers, right? The whole movie. And then they're talking, you know, they're, when they're when they're uh, casing the joint and they kind of breaking down, like the people, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, you know, they got some, some wet backs in the back cooking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it already started off the back, like, oh, shit, they're,
1: <laughs> they're on this, uh, you know what I mean? Every racial slur that you could think, or well, at least what people would think are racial slurs now. These you days, are, like, yeah. They're just talking. Things that about aren't PCs. Right
3: Christopher yeah. Walken drops a bunch right in a row. Oh <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! He's just like I mean, dropping them like straight, like in we'll, like
1: a row. We'll talk the about war. the Walken scene Ratto-ing here. Them off. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll talk about the Walken scene here. But I mean, just I mean, a okay. men men who just a man who just got back from war and being in a prisoner of war camp. You know, like of course they're yeah. gonna be talking like that. Right,
3: <laughs> he's gonna be a little angry.
1: <laughs> this is a good scene. And he might uh, have issues. Yeah. And so after after he gets the uh, after he gets his stuff figures out what he's going to buy he's like all right give me 3 of those things and then uh, you know if i if i like it i'll come back for another 1000. And then Lance starts asking him about his car. And that's where he find out that his car got keyed, you know. So Quentin put it a little out of order in there, but i'm assuming that these type of that where we saw Butch and Vince, i'm assuming that's like maybe a day or two apart from when this actually happened. I'm assuming it's in the same week. And so yeah, getting all pissed off about his Malibu man, someone fucking keyed it. He was like, "I wish I could have caught him. It would have been worth uh, them doing it just so I could catch him." And uh yeah, you could tell he's really, really pissed. Yeah, about and
2: you know what? Once he once he brought that up, he was like, "Man, you know what? Let me do this right here, right now." You know what I mean? <laughs> he was so mad that
1: shit pissed him off. He's like, "You know what? I'm shooting up right now." <laughs> well first he asked him he's like hey jody uh, out there she doesn't have a boyfriend you want to hang out and get high he's like who's jody the one with all the shit on her face and he's like no that's my wife and vince starts cracking up <laughs> just starts fucking dying he's like no man i got somewhere to be <laughs> so fucking classic and then uh yeah and then the scene where he's at, i mean you know that they, they don't show it you know in its entirety but damn near show him shooting up you know, and I mean, also uh,
3: one thing is he says he's out of balloons and he has to put it in a baggie, which is why Mia thinks it's uh, Coke instead of, because instead of it's white, it's white powder it's heroin. heroin. She thinks yeah. it's Coke.
1: Yep. And we'll get, and we'll get to that crazy scene here real soon. And uh, it all starts off with Vince, you know, in his Malibu, you can tell he's loaded at this point point, just feeling real good. Goes to pick up Mia, that um, fat ass mansion. By the That's way, don't guy. do
3: heroin and drive. Just <laughs> public service yeah.
1: Or just don't do heroin at all. Yeah. yeah. Just probably but if you off. do,
3: definitely don't drive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just smoke weed. Yes. Yeah. Every, every day. <laughs> I was going to say it the drive. And then we, we got them going to, uh, him going to pick up Mia. Just a weird little situation. You know, he comes there. He's already, I'm sure, a little bit nervous because all the stories and everything going on. A lot of hype build up for this date at this point and how crazy me I mean, is. he's really loaded though for sure oh yeah. yeah he had to like that was one of those things he had to do it before going because you already know he's already in his head about everything yeah Co- comes was. up just to get the uh the note um, I'm, I'm getting ready just come in the house and uh, of course quentin another dope song you know playing right as vince walks in you know, I love that you pointed out, the uh, uh Ron, I
2: love that you pointed out the balloon versus the baggie because it's like, that is what, like, it really was his fault. Like, he he came back there, if you yeah. think about it. When he came back there, it's like, listen, this is your, your motherfucking fault. Bro. <laughs>
1: and we're going to talk about all that real soon. And uh so, I mean, it's a whole bunch of nothing. They're just talking throughout it, and then they end up going to Jackrabbit Slims. Super dope because like inside, if you see some of these documentaries, that was like Quentin World. What, what do you think about all that, Ron? Everything that, that's in Jack Rabbit Slim. Oh yeah, that's,
3: that's uh, one. That's like the funnest like place. Uh, and one thing that uh, sometimes they put it in like in extended versions, but they cut um, like her videotaping an interview with him, where he, she yeah. says like, "Would you like the Beatles or Elvis?" And he likes Elvis and then she's like, this should be like what an Elvis, but like in the movie that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, they she just it like throws that out there. She's like an Elvis man. She's uh, I remember seeing it the first time I was like, cause of
2: his haircut, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> well, look at this though. This is why he cut it out Tarantino because Tarantino's a revolutionary. He's a, he's an, he's an innovator. And like here at our, he, you know, He's real cocky about it. He's like, I already had invented this idea, you know, of, uh, of you know, doing like, you know, you know, re- like p- personal, just one person shots, you know, like testimonies, essentially. Because that's what reality TV became in the 90s, yeah. you know what I'm saying, with, with the real world. And they kind of, you know, everyone started borrowing from that. And he and he, he claims to be the first one that, that that came up with the idea, at least. You know what I mean? He was like, so he took that scene out of there because that was like, he didn't want to seem like he was, you know, copying somebody you
1: know yeah I mean? it'd been done too many times at mm-hmm. that point. yeah there you go that there there you go yeah. that's what he said yeah. why, why don't you uh, tell him about your favorite question from that little deleted scene interview bogey
2: oh yeah that's funny because the universe always speaks to me through different shit you know what i mean and then and, and, and one thing that's dope is is a uh, in that scene that they took out was she asked him you know are you a um are you a listen do you listen or wait for your turn to talk and then like you know the first time i seen the clip i i never seen this right so i'm I'm legit watching and you know he's he has the good drawn out pause and then he answers i wait for my turn to talk you know what i mean because i was like yeah that's because i I was
1: like that's which side is you know i'm on i'm on that side i'm on i'm on the ladder you know what i mean and then he does say but i'm trying to listen more exactly And he has to be, like,
3: crazy careful. She's videotaping, like, in a counter with him in
1: her house. Like, he can't say
3: anything stupid. Like, that's the boss's wife.
1: And apparently, that's back when gangsters don't get put on film. You know, like, he wasn't an actor or anything like that.
3: And, like, you can tell uh, that she's annoyed that she has to be babysat, too. Like, so she's kind of messing with him, too. You know, like, as he comes in, like... She doesn't want to be, like, she was fine going out herself, you know. But then she starts to enjoy his company.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. especially When they dance. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, we're Mm -hmm. talking about Quentin World, but, yeah, I got a a clip queued up for the dance tribute because Quentin, like the artist he is, stole this from another movie, gave it its own twist. So uh, check Mm -hmm. this out. We got two uh, separate scenes cut in here, one from uh, where Quentin stole it from, And then uh, John Travolta getting down to biz. Here we go. So he wrote this role with Michael Madsen in mind, so he didn't have the dance scene in there because of John Travolta. And it's funny, you go back on the docks and Michael Madsen's like, if I was there dancing, no way we would have won the dance contest. He's like, Quentin would have had to rewrote it so we wouldn't have won the contest. Ah, uh, that's funny.
2: Hey, you know what's dope about that about that, uh, just that scene too? Because that was it was it was super popular by that point already, having like the 50s style. Uh, uh, restaurants, you know what I mean? Because I remember we had one out here. It, it became like a pain, even. it was called like Johnny Rockets. Do you have a Johnny Rockets down there? Yep. Right? Shit's fire. Well, yeah, that's their. You know, that's they're trying to do like their little '50s style joint. You know what I mean? But yeah, and then you know, it's funny too because like the '90s. I mean, I remember, I remember the '90s and shit was, you know, like you can get a cheeseburger like. For 30 cents for real. You know what I mean? That McDonald's type of shit. And so he's tripping off this milk, this $5 milkshake. Yeah, right. That's like and, such a normal price for a milkshake in yeah, a yeah. diner
3: at this point. You don't know, put no bourbon in
1: it or nothing for that $5. Now you're like yeah.
3: five bucks. I can do that. Now it's like $6.99. <laughs> hey,
1: listen, bro. That oh, shit man. is like that easily man. like seven, eight bucks, bro. Mm-hmm. And, Ron, and Ron's the almighty when it comes to Pulp Fiction. Ron, what? who was the waiter? Who was the cameo? Steve Buscemi yeah
2: mr pink
1: yeah. yeah he got
2: his little he got his little fucking cameo
1: yep and then john travolta know. talk shit about him later i don't buddy holly is not too much of a waiter we should have sat in Marilyn Monroe's section <laughs> but yeah so funny when they're talking about that five dollar shake and uh yeah did you guys hear what was it uh martin and lewis or amos and yeah Amy? really just vanilla chocolate, what he was asking, That's the two white comedians and then the two black comedians. And, like,
3: cool. yeah, that's, that's like not the, di- there's no diner, like, they're making all that shit up. <laughs> like, uh, that's Tarantino throwing in, like, as much yeah. little nods to racism as humanly possible. Like, mm-hmm, in little, like, and then, like, all the posters on the walls are all, like, like everything is just made for that one scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that whole, that whole building was built. Like just just for that, so like everything was custom in it. They couldn't. They said you know, that every branding
3: is just for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All the locations and everything that they scouted for this, they said none really fit the build on like how spectacular they wanted it to be. I mean,
2: they they basically had like like a, a this one like decent sized building, and then like that was what, what part of that that's where they built the set for Marcellus's little like lair type shit yeah and then then they had the, the 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 jack rabbit slims there and then um the other scene uh I'm trying to think what else basement, I- oh the basement there you go yeah, yeah the the, yeah. The, shop. the the shop yeah, the, yeah. the, the shop the shop and the basement yeah yeah and then everything else was just like like the, i think one of the cribs was like his, his aunt's crib or his mom's crib or some shit like that like they were just using people's houses that they knew and shit. You know, when, when they, used, when they, well, did when they left they would fix it all up and it'd be like a new house. <laughs> right? Because they put holes on the walls and stuff, you know,
1: like everything had to be on budget. Quentin Tarantino was all about sticking sticking to that budget and not going over. I mean shit. He he uh watched
2: classic films be made from on, on dummy low budget. So that's it. That was always his
1: his prerogative, right? Like, listen man, like yeah you know what I mean. One of the things that I like when uh, so earlier in the movie they talk about uh, Samuel Jackson tells Vincent that uh, she was in a pilot, uh, Mia Wallace, and it's funny because he was like, "What's a pilot?" And uh, he was like, "Oh, it's uh, it's how TV shows get made or something." He was like, "I don't watch TV," and he was like, "Yeah, but you know, there's an invention called the television, <laughs> and they make shows like for people to watch on this." <laughs> right? <three." laughs> and she gives her whole breakdown of uh, the story that she's on, and it's funny because it's like. It's all, it's like a Kill Bill like reference mm-hmm. like ten years like in advance. Yeah. It's like the whole Viper crew that they're talking mm-hmm. about and how she's uh, she's an yeah, nice there's actor. an
2: Asian. She's like there's a black there's
1: a a black one and yeah exactly there's a blonde one there's and, a yeah. blonde one yeah because pretty much the Viper crew that they're referencing and that's what's crazy because like I mean Quentin we know that he I mean his probably his favorite genre you know is going to be like Asian Asian cinema and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so. I'm sure he had that in his back pocket oh, for yeah. years, anyways. Yeah, hell yeah. But so that was a cool little reference talking Force about five. <laughs> Force Five, Fox Force Five. Yeah,
3: <laughs> the deadliest woman with knives in the world,
1: who was raised by circus people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, so she's hella like acrobatical and shit. <laughs> That's why she
1: was such a good dancer, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, I would say it was the because- <laughs> One of my top movies of all time. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I
2: oh yeah, hold well, on, don't forget though, too, because like what, what amazes me is when she's like, I gotta go powder my nose, and she literally goes, yeah. right? I that mean, like, but then she's but then she grubs down right after, and like you know, it's like that means because you know Marcella's got the good that oh, yeah. good, don't like you. You know what I mean? That good don't do that to you, it'll be having you like not a hungry and you know what I mean. Like, her God, popping up God,
3: is such a great scene when she's just like <laughs> You know, like, you're like, yeah, because you, you just see a bunch of like weird women and you're like, where is she? And then she's like, hey, you know, I oh, so my nose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Ooh. And then
1: comes out to her food being there. She's all stoked about it. Don't you love when you come out of the bathroom and your food's ready? Yeah. <laughs> but, yep, they win the dance contest and then uh, it's off to bring her home. They go into the house and they're all dancing and shit. They got the trophy in hand, all mm-hmm. extra hyped. And uh, John Travolta is like, See, that's I got already my-
2: too much touching too. that. I, that's he was starting to, he, you know, he was starting to, uh, he,
1: they were feeling it. You know what I mean? Feeling it was, way too much. He knew. Yeah, he knew. Was like, he's that's already fine. no man's land. Yeah. And so he had to go to the bathroom, giving himself a whole pep talk. And I don't remember everything that he mm-hmm. says. He walks through it a lot of different times, but this is the first of three times that Vincent Vega goes to the bathroom. Every time he goes to the bathroom, something catastrophic about to happen. <laughs> and so Mia, she starts dancing around and stuff. And then Ron, go ahead and uh, talk about what you talked about earlier. She's got Vince's coat on. Oh, yeah.
3: And then, yeah, because, you know, she's a big cokehead. So she she isn't going to do like a small amount. But because he didn't get the balloon, he got a baggie. And it was white hair, when not yellow. Because it was the Mad Dog stuff. It was the good stuff, Right. So mm-hmm. then uh she thinks it's Coke and she takes a big old uh yeah sniff. uh and not only that she's on Coke so to she's do that to your body, like
2: poor wrestler
3: like to take it the opposite way like that there's no way you'd be able to like handle that you know like that was the, you know anyone would uh OD on that and then uh but he she oDs but he's like spending the time in the bathroom. While she's like mm-hmm. on the floor flopping around, being like, Don't fuck her, don't fuck her. <laughs> you know, like There's no I mean, home
1: and jerk off.
3: He comes out, he's like, damn it. <laughs> like, yep.
1: like, yeah. The, man,
3: the man. one thing man. you had to do is not kill her. You know, like one He's gonna be at very least, upset
2: about that. <laughs> see, at least he had the wherewithal to know though, that she, like put the two and two together. Like he knew she was, she, right. was she was she was fucking with the chow main. And then, like, he put two 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 together, like, oh, no. He sees the bag, like, oh, no. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, it was that it was that good stuff, too. It was that $500 Graham shit.
1: Yeah. You know, right at the Nashville. Yeah. He's like, we got to go, girl. We got to go. Gets her in the car and then starts swinging all across so what whatever big-ass intersection he is. And, and, and it's funny, too, slam. because
2: he goes from – he goes from loving on this car so much that he's willing to kill people now. He don't give a fuck about this car. He's just like he's about to ready to wreck shot to get to where he's got to go. Yeah. Because he's about to he's about to get done in if she dies.
1: Oh, oh yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. He the me. other guy just touched her feet
3: <laughs> and he got thrown out of a four-story building. Yeah. Right?
2: And, it, and here's even she, her hair. Not wet. For,
3: That's not good.
2: He's just like, don't die on me. He's just drinking. <laughs> he's mashing and he's calling that motherfucker and you know what i'm saying he's like nah you ain't bringing her here he's like, they do, do such a mind? good
3: job making her like look strung out in that car too where she's just like
0: yeah mm-hmm.
3: like, oh, just- uh, like all like pale ass white with like her eyes are all like dark like
0: mm-hmm. she goes Lance-
3: from being like super hot to like super scary looking like really quick mm-hmm. you know
0: like and, Lance- and you know
2: what's crazy is it's Uma Thurman. Like, like, I watched this movie when I was a wee tyke, bro, like, in the theaters, for real, with my parents. And it, it was one of those ones where would be hell time they cover your face, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm talking. Dog- it was it was in 2010?
0: Like yeah, I was right. Like, yeah, 1994.
2: You know what I'm saying? And what's crazy is, like, like she, I, I remember just thinking, like, yo, she got a hell of a nose to fucking some above like she really went in there like she got one of those schnazes that's built for when she the did gallery. that like
3: the whole like that thing that was so good man that was like i was like you know what she was feeling you're like oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh,
0: oh.
3: yeah like.
2: <laughs> she was like yeah, oh Nick, no she's she like this is know. not the right stuff right
1: <laughs> yeah they make that way too real and he's calling lance and like, then it cuts to Lance, and he's like, Come on, Lance, fucking answer. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there. And like, then Lance's wife's yelling at him, like, Thought you are going to tell these fuckers to stop calling this late. And he's like, Just like waiting, just letting it ring. Like, hopefully the guy hangs up. But of course, you know, Vince stays on the entire like, You
2: want a cell phone? <laughs> yeah, bro. You, know, you got the wrong number.
3: <laughs> After he's talking for like 10 minutes already, right, he's like, Wrong number, wrong number.
2: And then. Then going back to like him loving on that car so much, he pulls up and just right,
1: right, crashes into the passes <laughs> it into the side of his house. <laughs> like, there's is no that, way. The, the way Junior,
2: that- <laughs> See, this, there's a humor. This is the perfect dark humor because he, he's pulling her out to, to the grass and he's like, help me out with her. And then he's like, trying to, he's trying to draw Jack at him. So he just drops her. He's like, look, motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, as a kid, her or dying, like, yo. Know,
1: like she's already dead. I was just thinking, like, oh, she's gone.
0: And then and you know, I mean, that,
1: that's I, how I Marcellus it. Wallace, he's the biggest gangster in town. Like, do you know who the fuck Marcellus Wallace is? This is his wife. If she croaks on me, I'm a fucking grease pop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he said, He's no, I mean, like, I will you. be forced no, I'm help, him. Him. He didn't help
3: me. <laughs> uh and when he's uh filling up the heroin bag, he's like uh Coke is dead. And that's like a that's like a push to the future too.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
0: That's
1: crazy. Yeah, and a lot of these movies, um, I mean, it's, it's funny because you go back to a movie like Blood In, Blood Out, and it's like the exact opposite. Heroin's dead, cocaine's <laughs> dead. cup of coffee. Then we get back here in the 90s. Coke is dead. This is coming back with a real wave. For real. And yeah, so at the only so we find out about Lance that he's uh, probably went to medical school or some shit. How so he's got all his stuff because he has no, find- no, no,
2: no, 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 I think it's because he was just you know he's a, he's a, he's a user himself. You know what I mean? And like you know, th- there's they've probably been in several situations where you know, I mean, people are OD'd, and then just on hand. You gotta be on hand. You gotta have it on hand. But at least he's never been through that situation. Yeah, you know I, mean? no, I guess he was looking for the book. He Was yeah. like
3: a little black book that tells you everything about like like Grey's anatomy or whatever. He was looking for like yeah, a like, Grey's
2: little, little black medical book.
1: <laughs> and and then he, and the then wife is him. Right, wanna... You're not gonna yeah. find it in this fucking match. He's gonna <laughs> die on our floor out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, shut the fuck up. That's <laughs> yeah, funny because Pam Greer auditioned for that role. And the reason why Quentin Tarantino didn't um didn't give it to her, because for him, he said it wouldn't be believable that Pam Greer could get pushed around like that by oh, Lance and John Travolta, talking all that shit. The one with all the piercings
3: uh, is the sister of the guy in the bathroom with the hand cannon.
2: She's an arquette? Yeah. Yep.
1: Was it Patricia?
2: Yeah. First, yeah,
1: what? yeah. Go.
3: yeah. And then yeah, Dave is like the famous one from Scream. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's they, so they get this. They get the adrenaline shot. They finally get it in John Travolta. Uh, he was like, No, no, I'm not going to do this. And Lance was like, I, I never done this neither. He's like, First time I bring an OD bitch to your house, I'll give her the shot. But <laughs> until then, you got to give her the shot. Hey, and he, you can't actually stab her, but like,
3: and it wasn't like a fake needle. He had to start down and pull up real fast, and then they had to reverse it because yeah. he couldn't like forcefully stab her or like it would kill you know, like
2: that would be stabbing right. her in the heart. You know, that's good. Uh that's good uh Hollywood, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Fucking uh, magic there. You
0: yeah.
2: I mean? And then, no, so check this out. It's like I love the emphasis on like the the needle, and he's counting down and then showing they're showing everybody's face, you know what I mean? And when he hits that three, she's just like that sound too, bro. Like just it, it was like the perfect, like the audio is legit as fuck, like it sounded like it something piercing through a chest plate for real <laughs> and
1: that three right. second countdown is intense yeah <laughs> it's so intense and then you see i mean uh, yeah um patricia she's just looking like she's like laughing she's like all giddy like what the fuck mm-hmm. is about to happen and then her yeah. other friend's just there like hitting like a cat bong or something because
3: like that. she's all into piercing and then yeah. she's about to pierce her heart yeah oh yeah true
1: yeah, and you had to get the like magic that. marker, the little felt pen. Yeah, so she's like, felt over pen? Felt he's like, pen. He's like, <laughs> you got to get, get her in her heart. And he's like, <laughs> I got to stab her three times? <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. It's no. <laughs> <start> one time. <laughs> got to be hard enough to get through her breastplate. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, that
2: just that's when they zoom in on that needle, though, and it's like dripping that, that adrenaline. That's that's. that's and that. even when he shoots up, you see the blood go in mm-hmm before yeah. he pushes
3: it back out like they zoom in and it's like
0: hmm
1: gets a little bit too real and then soon as they stab her instantly just like you said you should just wake up out of it boom right away and then everyone just backs the fuck up mm-hmm. she okay say something
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she still makes a joke something. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's, that's just her, who she that's is. That's her character. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's her name? Patricia kept all the shit in her face. <laughs> that was fucking trippy. <laughs> and John Travolta, it was like a million, like, you know, weights were just lifted off of his, like, shoulders. He, like, lays down. It's like, ah. Oh.
2: <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, she's not dead, stupid, stupid <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: That was intense that was really you know
2: intense. you know what's funny is that when I got older and revisited it, whereas like you know what I mean it was when you get older and you're like, oh shit you know what I mean it's just like whoa, you know because then when you watch it as a kid, it sears a lot of these scenes in your head like you know what I mean like that one and even like you know you know later on, you know the climax the climax scene <laughs> the fun intended you know that I mean, I was just like seared in my brain as a kid like, whoa that shit was that shit was crazy you know what
1: I mean? yeah there's no way they would have been able to drive home after he ran his car in there it was so fucked up like the whole front end was all fucked like there's no way they would have been able to drive home but we'll let we'll let it pass because it's his malibu
2: yeah i mean what would he do uh the the next the next time you see him they just see him walking up the driveway too
1: no you see him him driving in the car for a second oh he He, could have just crashed into trash cans though no, we, it was the side of the whole side. I, of the house. I, I thought it was trash cans and the house. Yeah, it was like both. It's what like Barry might be able to the drive. Okay. Okay. I think it was just.
2: Are right. you right? You, you might be right there. It might be just trash. It would cans. just
1: look bad. It wouldn't look good. Yep. So then they wow. uh Then they, they make it to his. Uh, they make it to his house or make it back to Mia's house. And uh, there, she's just she's a wreck. Yeah, <laughs> a total wreck at that point. And, uh, and then Vince just has to say it. Like, what, what do you what do you think about tonight? Uh,
0: <laughs> just
3: just to kind so of. So should I run to a different
1: country? <laughs> you know, she's like, "Well, what do you think?" And he's like, "Well," he says, "If Marcellus lives his whole life, I don't <laughs> think that he really has to know about this moment." it should have been worded a little bit much trouble
3: and he's like i doubt that but okay <laughs> you know like, whatever
1: makes you not say something whatever yeah he's like all right let's shake on it he's like i didn't really want to take her out anyway <laughs> i know and then yep it's almost like he can't do anything you know he helped her as much as she could but she's a she's a wreck and
3: in the okay. end marcel's wow seems like a pretty reasonable guy I mean, he lets Butch go at the end. You know, like, he, uh, he's not mad at uh, Jules or uh, Vincent for, like, shooting a guy in the head. You know, like, he had to pay for the wolf to come in. Like, you know, he's not mad at him for that. He's like, you know, come here. Because, like, he hugs him in the shitty clothes in the beginning. Yeah. And in that very first scene, when she jumps up, you can see him walking to the bathroom behind her. You can see Vincent in, like, the the shirt and shorts walking behind her like when he's going to the bathroom
1: we'll talk about that when we get back to the diner all the way at the end and uh but yeah now we can talk about the christopher Walken scene because that's the next scene that comes in right after this closure then it comes to like butch's you know big segment and yeah it starts off with like a flashback going back to uh it's christopher walken and young butch what up clark what's going on bro talking some pulp fiction and uh, yeah, it's this whole big backstory really just to talk about his dad's watch or his, his great-grandfather's watch originally.
3: Been up uh, lots lots of people's. Uh...
1: It's been up two asses. It was up his dad's ass for five years. And then he gave it to Christopher Walken. Then it was up his ass for two years. Yeah, for two years. <laughs> so seven total years of living in people's asses, uh, just to be able to get uh, to Butch. And um, so that's how important that watch was. <laughs> but yeah, pretty crazy. Um, we don't know anything about uh, what's happening. Um, we just know we know that there's a fight going on. We know there's a boxing match that's about to happen. And the last time that we saw Butch. Was when he was uh, with Marcellus Wallace talking about throwing the fight. Go down in the fifth. Going down in the fifth, but as soon as it, it breaks, from Butch uh, Butch's trainer comes and gets him. He's like, "All right, it's time, Butch." And then uh, you know smacks himself in the head a couple times with his gloves, and then uh, goes out there. And then we we get a cut to um, we kind of like it's it's like a radio uh, a radio um, uh, just talk it's a radio commentary about the match. He's like Wilson is down. Wilson is dead. Right, and we know that that's not Butch. And um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Clark. There you go. That's Pride talking to you. Yeah. Fuck Pride. We showed that a little earlier. Such a classic scene. And uh, yeah, then we see Butch just jump out of the window into a huge ass dumpster, <laughs> get mm-hmm. into uh, a cab, and then ski daddle. Yep.
2: Yeah, he uh, he had it all plotted out. You know what I mean? Peter her a guap. You know what I mean? Hit hit her off with it with a guap. Like, yeah, thank you. You know what I'm saying? And that conversation was like what was, was the so cab cool. company? See, I mean hit, hit us off with the isms. Come on. Oh, do you
3: know? Uh, no. a, it's a question. Oh, uh Big Jerry. Oh,
2: yeah, I, I I told I literally told you to do trivia stuff. <laughs> <about it>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big Jerry's I, Cab, I, cab Big Company. Big Jerry's Cab Company. Okay. Nice.
1: I like it. And uh, it was funny, too, because so that character was Esmeralda uh, Villalobos. Mm -hmm. She was in like a short film. um, What the heck was it called? Uh, Curdled. And Quentin saw this. And she was like she was someone who cleaned up like after murders and uh, Colombian immigrant. And then so he took that character, then inserted her into Pulp Fiction (laughs) But um, that's why she's all, like, enamored with the uh, the killing stuff. It's like, oh, I've never known anyone who's killed a man. But she used to yeah. clean up, you know, murders for people. That was her job. But she didn't meet the people that were doing the murders. I love that backstory. That's good. Esmeralda Villalobos. <laughs> and it's his type because she, she's kind of like uh, his girl. Pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Pretty similar to Fabiana, that's for sure. There's a nice uh, tension Sexual tension.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: And then
1: she, got, yeah,
2: she like she says, she was all she and, and you know what's dope, is she broke the news to him.
1: He was yeah. like, Oh, he died. Like,
3: he was like, what? Yeah. he was like, Fuck him, he shouldn't
1: have thrown fights. Well, he that that's really? a little bit later, not to her. He doesn't act cocky like that. Yeah. Uh to him, it, it's when he was calling the, the dude who placed all the bets for him. But he was like, Oh, so now that you just told me that that he died. You're asking me how I feel about it. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel the slight bit bad about it. <laughs> yeah. He's like,
2: dude, he's like, he's what he say. Dude uh, should have been a bit, should have been a better boxer.
1: <laughs> well, now he doesn't say that to her. He says that to the dude. Uh, on the phone, on the yeah. Phone. yeah. He was yeah. like, uh, if he wouldn't have gotten the ring, he'd still be alive. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have put on a pair of gloves. He'd still be alive. It mm-hmm. Start, starts going off. And uh, yeah. then we see like, kind of like backstage at, um, or, you know, um, backstage at the fight we see vince and the dude from uh, the bartender from the social club um the one that uh the one that could have been jules you know in real life before samuel jackson knocked his socks off because now at this point we we don't know but jules isn't there so at this point in the movie we don't know why but we see at the end you know what really happened Mm -hmm. but they come in come into marcel's wall um come into the trainer's room or whatever and um Pretty much, uh, asked Marcellus Wallace, "How far do we need to go at this search?" He's like, "I'm prepared to scour the earth for this motherfucker." Mm-hmm. So like, Butch fucked him hard because you don't know how much money he put on it, but he paid Butch to do something. He didn't do it. Bet a whole bunch of money on the fight not to do it, and pretty much just got slapped in the face, like he's yeah. some bitch or something. So. I mean, and he, I mean,
2: when he has that meeting with him, doesn't he? He, he, he tucks off with like a big ass envelope too, right? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So he then he bet on the fight. You know what I mean? His money. Right. His money bet on himself. You know what I mean? So he double quadruple fucked him. You know what I mean? And then came up. You know what I'm saying?
1: So insane. So insane. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, the tension's like all the way up at, at the top, at the peak. And then they, he goes into the hotel, motel, wherever they're at, to talk to Fabiana. And it's crazy because it's like 15 minutes of them just kind of talking – About you know, just kind of bullshit. Like uh, the scene probably didn't need to be that long, but like it really just like gives the audience time to relax. Like you can't be on the edge of your seat like every single second of this two hour. And
2: and here's the thing too is like he's he's like I think she he keeps her in the dark with a lot of shit. You know what I mean?
1: She's like tough day at the
2: office. Yeah, (laughs) and she got into a fight. (laughs) Mm-hmm. and she's definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed no you know what i mean yeah
1: <laughs> yeah very naive like that that's the big there you thing go that's the word that's that's the perfect word i think to describe her because i don't know i mean she already she seems like um you know i mean some type of foreigner you know i mean she's got a thick accent and um, then she just she starts said, talking yeah. about like how women are sexy with pot bellies, or yeah, <laughs> anyway, she says uh, she, she wanted to eat the- a giant ass breakfast. She was like- yeah, she was looking in the mirror and wished she had a pot. And he was like, "What? You were looking in the mirror and wish you had some pot?"
6: Mm.
1: <laughs> she was like, "No, wish I had a pot, like a big pot belly." <laughs> <laughs> Such fuck, so fucking random. And then of course it gets well, into like, the bathroom scene. because she, has-
3: she wants to tell him she's pregnant you I can know. pop belly when you're pregnant that's why she wanted the big breakfast and then she was trying to tell him something but he fell asleep
0: mm, yeah
2: i like that there we go, you know, pregnant, go you the
3: pop belly. everything's fine but then you have just a perfectly round belly
2: she's describing pregnancy so maybe she isn't that dumb <laughs> I oh, like my version better when she was dumb. But I think she is naive to what he's doing though, like fooling
1: with the mob though, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, she, she did
2: reference like, like oh, are the bad men coming or what, what did she say? I, I forgot. Yeah, the I bad think. guys yeah. gonna
1: are the get bad guys coming for us and Yeah. She was like, "But they're not going to find us, right?" And like he has to just be that be that person to keep reassuring her. Yeah, and they was out there trying to find that man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and see now this is where it takes. This is this is after this is life after, um, you know, they walked into the bar. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, you feel me? And like, you know what I mean? And now it's, it's just Vincent now. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'll tell it away. I got to take this call.
1: Yeah. And so um, then, Butch, he's got to go. So, I mean, we already, we already had the buildup about the watch. Right. And you needed that
3: because there had to be a reason he would go back that into that. To do it right because most people would leave the watch, but like you know, it's been up people's asses for seven years, so you yeah, that one.
1: it was made by the first company mm-hmm. to ever make wristwatches, and it was his great grandfather's watch and got passed down to his grandfather who died in World War Two, and then his dad was in the Vietnam War, and like it got passed down to him, and he never even met his dad. Like, all that shit. Like, that was his birthright, and so that was supposed to be his son's birthright. And now, you just pointed it out to me, and uh, Fabiana, Mm -hmm. who's pregnant with his kid, like, if that watch doesn't get to that kid, like, the whole lineage could be fucked up,
3: you know? And and then, uh, when he's coming up to the building, it looks like, like a war scene. Like, it has, like, the barbed wire, like, you know, like, a broken down, like, fence that he has to, like, and he, like, slowly, like, jogs up, you know, like... This all is just in the hood right?
1: in L.A. somewhere. Like, that's all we yeah. know. It's in the hood in L.A. somewhere.
3: And that's like a, like a military, like his dad, you know? Now he's being the soldier.
1: Makes it go – has to go – he knows. He parks, like, two blocks away, and he's, like, cutting yeah. through, you know, different, uh, different houses – or not houses, but, like, you know, just sideways and alley, things like that. And when he it,
3: puts the key in, it's really, really quietly – he Super doesn't quiet. want them to know if they're inside. He's
1: like, opens it up, yeah. shuts it, doesn't see anybody, gets the watch. Probably should have just left right there. Yeah. Stops to Pop Tarts. Looks around. Nobody's there. Yeah. Stops to make some Pop Tarts. Some then, fake pop has some uh, toastios. And <laughs> then what do you fucking know? There's a huge ass fucking automatic hand cannon just sitting there with the big-ass silencer. And what happens next? Go mm-hmm. ahead. Go ahead. Then, Yeah, I mean, like, and he's like, you
3: see him put pieces together, right? You see him like, wait a minute. This wouldn't be here unless there's a person here uh, that uh, is going to use this. So he just picks it up, and he's just, like, standing there, and then he hears something in the bathroom, right? Well, so uh, now, now he knows where to point it at. Uh, then Vincent opens the door and they're just staring at each other. He doesn't shoot him right away. All right. But uh, then when the Pop Tart pops out, makes like a uh, shocks him and he shoots him,
1: winds up in the bathtub. Yep. And uh, everybody freaked out at this point because like Vince, you know, he's like the main character. And so like, oh, you killed the main character like mm-hmm. midway through the movie, but you know, that's just his nonlinear storytelling. Which is, uh, which is super awesome. And uh, Clark, he said, so I came on a little late. We already covered the theories on what's in the briefcase. Oh, that's going to be at the end uh, when we You're get to the end of the movie when we're talking in the diner and all that. That's when we're going to start talking about those theories. Got to save the best for last. And um, so my whole theory on the gun is my whole theory is that that's not, Vince's, that's not Vincent's gun. I know that's what a lot of people kind of think, um, but No matter what, every time we see Vincent, except for when he's with Mia, he's always got a partner. You know, at first it was Jules. And then the second time we see him, it's the dude, uh, the bartender from the social club, you know. And then we don't know if anybody's with him at that moment. But as soon as Butch leaves, he like goes right in front of his apartment. And he's like, that's how you're going to beat him, Butch. And then he goes like a block down, you know, the street. And that's when he runs right into Marcellus, who's got, like, coffee and donuts, like, in his hands. So, at least what I think is that's Marcellus's gun. That was his big-ass automatic hand cannon. But he left it behind to go get coffee and donuts. And Butch just literally happened to go there at the exact right time when Vincent was in the bathroom shitting and Marcellus was out getting coffee and donuts. So... That, that's I, new to you, right, Ron? It is new to that? me because I always thought it was
3: Vincent was alone because uh, Jules had retired. Um, but what you're saying actually makes sense because they do show him with the bartender, um, and uh, they are—he is right around the corner. Uh, so I guess, yeah, you, know, you know, Marcellus wanted to do it himself, kind of thing. Like it was so egregious, you know. Um,
1: So I buy that. I buy that. Because I I don't think that he would just be walking in that neighborhood for no reason. I mean, the social club looked really dope, like a dope spot to be at. And his mansion looked like a really dope spot to be at, too. So I think that was really why he was there. And then he was carrying coffee and donuts.
3: And Butch obviously assumed there was only one guy. Right. Because, he you know, he left uh, and, you know, he's satisfied. He thinks he's out of the you know. You yep. think he survived that one,
1: you know, getting way too cocky, way too early. That's how you're going to beat him. Butch talking to himself, hyping himself up, hyping his ego up. And, uh, he's there in that shitty little Honda Civic, uh, Fabiana's Honda Civic. And uh, that's Quentin Tarantino's car. It was in Jackie um, Brown also. And it was in Kill Bill volume two as well. So that thing got, got used, uh, multiple times in multiple movies. That was pretty cool. And, uh, It's so funny, I mean, Butch comes up to the stoplight... Marcellus Wallace is walking yeah. across the street, and Marcellus Wallace, like, stops and he's like, What the? Fuck? Yeah, <laughs> is wait, this wait, motherfucker really weird? I was waiting for him to come back. <laughs> like, yeah, this motherfucker caught me at like the <laughs> exact wrong time, but still about to reach for a pistol, about to yeah. reach for a piece. And Butch, he already knows. <laughs> you okay. hey,
3: like he's putting in gear before he even like recognizes. He's like, uh, Yeah
1: slams on that gas, (laughs) smashes Marcellus Wallace. Like he just gets hit, breaks Mm -hmm. the windshield, flies over the car. Butch has gone through the intersection on the red light and then bam, T-boned by another car in uh, just the second after. And uh, both of them just get knocked out. So then the whole screen fades to black and uh, go ahead. Why don't you talk about where it picks up and uh, the the little Easter egg that I missed.
3: (laughs) So, well, first you see, uh, marcellus wallace you know like uh wake up right and there's people all around him because in here he would seem like the victim right you know yeah. uh the redhead is kathy griffin you yeah. know like the it helps her up and does the like i saw him but <laughs> testify testified for you that guy was crazy he gets to the point where he like gets up and he's like and like that guy you know he hit you and then he hit that other guy and he's like where and and she points him but he's still like you know has a concussion so he's like shooting all over the place. Well, when you go up to Butch's car, you know, and Butch has all the blood on his face, there's, like, a a black woman and a white woman standing there with him. So the black woman is, like, looking at him to make sure he's all right. That's actually Bonnie, Jimmy's wife, uh, who we know is a nurse, right? And then, um, and you can see, if you look in the credits, it's the same name under that lady and uh, Bonnie. Uh, But when... When when you see Bonnie in the movie, you only see the back of her head, but the the white lady next to her that gets shot is actually the same lady that Mr. Pink carjacks in Reservoir Dogs. Um so like the two of them are in other parts of things. Uh so like when Mr. Pink uh needs the car to get away and he carjacks the lady, that's the same lady that gets shot randomly when uh Marcellus is all like concussed and firing trying to kill butch
1: yeah because as soon as she says oh he's right over there he pulls out his gun right away and then everyone starts scattering. Yeah. then he starts shooting like crazy and just that, yeah. randomly like in the air and of yeah. course it was a nurse coming out with he had a whole like handful of ice you know mm-hmm. like on, on his head and then it's then it starts the little chase on foot uh, where Marcellus is just shooting, Butch is just running. I mean, his whole his shoulder has to be jacked up or something because he's like running. And his, right, right. It's his shoulder's dislocated. Yeah, it's so just hanging. And then they go into some like pawn shop or something. It, it almost reminds me of like that little war shop in uh, in The Simpsons. You know, where the dude with like one arm, you know, like uh, like owns that shop or whatever. And Kinda I think even like that, that shop was based on a movie, like something it. in a movie.
3: I but I think he, it probably was a pawn shop. But like yeah. that, he found one that reminded him of like something in the movie,
1: fucking like Confederate flag and shit. You know, rocking like a whole bunch of shit. And so Butch goes in there and hides. Marcellus finds him, and then Butch starts you know knocking the shit out of him. After that, gets him on the ground, punching him. You Feel that sting, and big boy? boy. let <laughs> the lines
3: <laughs> back to him. That's <laughs> proud.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, just really, really sinking it in, grabs his gun, is about to like, you know, blow his fucking face off. And then the dude there behind the counter just racks the shotgun, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, pretty much stops the whole thing. Um, comes up, fucking hits him with the butt of his uh, shotgun, uh butch, and then it just and, comes to one of the most infamous scenes like ever. And he
3: takes that gun downstairs because that's the one eventually Marcellus gets. Yep. When he when he gets up because uh he wasn't expecting anyone to come in behind him. So he just lays the shotgun down.
1: Yep. And so um yeah, a whole bunch of shit happens in there. They pull out the GIMP and a whole <laughs> bunch of crazy shit, and you pretty much just find out that this is some layer for dudes to like rape people and kill people. He's like nobody kills anybody in our place of business except for me and Zed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I did cue up a clip. Don't worry, n- nothing too graphic in here. But um, they they take Marcellus Wallace in the back room, and uh, Butch is just left alone uh, with the Gimp, and um, and uh, that that's where we leave off here. <laughs> And that's where I cut it. We weren't going to go. Uh, I've I seen it on YouTube and some other places, but wanted to make sure we didn't get into trouble for what we showed. But <laughs> okay. craziest fucking like thing ever. Like, I mean, one thing that's crazy about Tarantino's movies I saw in one of the uh, docs that I was watching it says how people in Hollywood, they write movies based on like situations. <clears throat> and like, he tells stories that actually unfold and like, there's no way in hell that in the first like 10 20 minutes of this movie that we ever thought that it would get to something. To you know, this.
2: <laughs> yeah. And and and, then, and you know, I love it cuz
3: it's like and you definitely wouldn't think Marcellus was who it was no. happening to, uh, either cuz he was like the big guy, you know.
1: Biggest game of
3: like,
2: But still though, that goes to the where he, he blatantly does the racist stuff, you know what I mean? But they're clearly like some KKK-esque whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean?
1: They got the Confederate flag, like a huge-ass one covering the whole damn wall. And they got the license plates. And they got the shit, um, mm-hmm. like a regular American flag, like, over it. But, yeah, you could tell. It had, I love that great scene when Butch is trying to choose the weapon of choice. Exactly. I was just
2: about to say that because you still find humor in it because we don't know what's going on. Right? He just knows that, like, he's not going to dip out. Like, he, he could have left. And he's like, fuck that. You know what I mean and like then and I love that he lands on a samurai sword because that's so that's so Tarantino. I also that?
3: think I also think that, that is the like um the samurai sword from Kill Bill. Remember like when he goes, um he goes he tries to get his brother's story, he's like, I pawned that. You mm-hmm. know, but like he yeah. did that like retroactively, like he did that because Kill Bill came later. But yeah, like every, so, like every, that was a reference to like a, a you mm-hmm. know an old Asian fighting movie. But like he he used it later in Kill Bill. Yep.
1: And every every um, weapon that he picked up was actually a reference to a different yeah. movie. So that that's something that was cool. Um, like the the hammer was like uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and then the chainsaw was um you know Texas Texas, uh, chainsaw, Texas chainsaw Massacre. There yeah. we go. And I forget the movie that the baseball bat was from. Uh, walking Tall. There walking we go oh
3: yeah and then uh i forget it's like a famous asian movie that they say the sword is from but i think it's a uh like a tori hanzo sword. that's what i think well your version's
1: better because we know that the the hattori hanzo sword they said it it came from i I don't remember what the what the show was actually called but it was like every single episode Mm -hmm. it was like hattori hanzo like number two hattori hanzo number three number four and like the the guy
3: played that guy in the movie too yeah. right, like
1: yeah, when he like was, the
3: real guy from the Kung Fu
1: movies or exactly. whatever. and he was like Hattori Hanzo, like number one hundred or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that. yeah, because
2: it goes. was like a Daily Show, right? Yeah, like it was like a it was like a talk show. Yeah, yeah, he would come out as different renditions of him.
1: Yep, that's yeah. I mean. So that I mean, we get to yeah, the the sodomy going on, and uh you see Marcellus look up, and then it's Butch there, and. He knows that he's gonna get out of that, and then Butch fucking slices but him. Gets him. Marcellus gets up, has the shotgun, shoots the guy in the balls, and then he just <laughs> starts
4: oh, mm-hmm. his, his
1: version of what Samuel Jackson does. You know, his whole his whole speech. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the slow talking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and Bruce Willis. He's like, well, no, I meant, what What about with you and me?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, like, that was great.
1: So that was great, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't care mm-hmm. about these fuckers. Do whatever you want with no, no, him, but, uh <laughs> I got a plane to catch. Yeah, and Clark, there you go. Your LA privileges are mm-hmm. revoked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get medieval on his ass. Yeah, but Butch now gets to live. You know, he gets to ride off into the sunset knowing that he's he's not going to have Marcellus Wallace looking over his shoulder for the rest of his life. he got
2: hella hell movie. of money. Do you know what's
3: hell interesting? Yeah. In the beginning, when he pays them, he's like, in a couple years when you're on a Caribbean island, and then, like, at the end of that, that's what he's going to be going to do, to go to some, like, Caribbean island where the money lasts longer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, like, he actually, like, he did it his way, but he actually still got the same result
1: that the guy was saying. He just almost had to die and had to say, "Yeah, but he got, but he got over on it." <laughs> yep. But, yeah. And Cali Loco, Maybe. he said the old '70s show Kung Fu was badass for its time too. Yeah, and uh, Samuel Jackson makes a reference to that in the diner scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, uh, they remade
3: the Kung Fu show, and it's the the it's Bill from Kill Bill, like. When they redid in the 90s or something, when they redid Kung Fu, that was awesome, too. That shit was awesome.
1: Nice, yeah. Clark said it, too. Kung Fu was the shit. Hell, yeah. Yep. Yep, and so uh, then Butch gets the hell out of there, gets to seal Zed's uh, Zed's chopper. (laughs) Oh, Oh, and the sign says, Kill Ed. Yeah. And then he sees the keychain, and it's
3: a Z, so it says, Kill Zed.
1: L Z, yep. Little, uh, little uh, light. That's all the way at the top uh, where he, like where he picked up the the sword, but you know just a little bit farther down. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. as soon as he gets home, Fabiana, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's that? Where's my Honda? He's like, uh, oh sorry, yeah. baby, I had to crash that car. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps calling
3: on motorcycles. It's, it's chopper. He's like, okay, well, whose chopper is it?
2: <laughs> Right? He's like who's motorcycles? I was like, no no, it's a chopper, baby. But
3: I would do that. I would keep
1: correcting her. <laughs> I would keep correcting her. <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta, gotta, ask gotta ask right. Gotta ask right to get the right answer. Yep. And then uh, if if we were doing the linear story or t- storytelling here, not the nonlinear, this would be the end of the actual movie. But because Quentin Tarantino, the savage that he is, throws the movie in nonlinear form and it's all out of whack, then we come back to Jules and uh, and Vincent <coughs> right after they cap the dude the guy comes out they didn't know that an extra guy was in the bathroom guy comes out unloads a full clip on them but just doesn't hit him
3: well you know, it's like a what five five or six shot revolver
1: well i mean that's the whole clip whatever yeah. well,
2: you know what
0: <laughs>
2: if you notice too they still got the they got holes in the walls already.
1: When he start before he started unloading. Mm-hmm.
2: That was uh, one of those
1: fun fact things I saw. <laughs> it probably just is something that he missed, or maybe he meant the or they had to the redo part
3: of it and he didn't care.
1: Or maybe it's just that I mean Sally's good at her editing game. I only really saw one thing that was messed up here, uh, and it was back. Uh, it was the scene with Mia where she had uh, Travolta's coat, uh, coat on, but um, mm. maybe they're just in the CD part. I mean, we already know they're kind of in the CD part of town with whatever yeah. was going on. Maybe they already had a couple pre-existing bullet holes. Yeah, good point. And it's
3: probably like a like a you know like a safe house, right? Yeah,
1: trap
2: house, and like. For someone like like um Vincent, he's so he's so desensitized. And then you know, obviously Sam Jackson's character, Jules, you know, he's always looking for some type of sign, you know what I mean? And you know what I mean?
1: He, he took that as a sign right there, like you know what I mean. Like this was divine intervention. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Like <laughs> he's like, man, John Travolta's like, maybe just the motherfucker was a bad shot, right? <laughs> <coughs> okay. yeah and samuel jackson's like no we're not we're not gonna ignore this we are not gonna ignore this <laughs> <laughs> yeah songs that i'm fucked up love y'all appreciate you <laughs> oh yeah song you demand. <laughs> yeah but yeah so i mean jules really thinks that you know it was uh it was god coming down and uh you know just just blocking the bullet holes from getting them and uh so him marvin and uh and um All three of the guys, Marvin's the the extra guy who is inside the house, Jules and Vince. They just take off in the car. And fuck, like, just when you think, like, shit's going to get a little bit nicer, you know, a little bit easier. (laughs) Bogey, you want (laughs) to say what happens next? Where are we at? (laughs) Right where they take off, and then they're driving in the car. Oh, yeah. And it's Marvin, Jules, and Vincent.
2: he, He turns back to ask Marvin's opinion, and he's just holding the gun. And casually the gun just goes out bam. You know what I mean, <laughs> blows him blows his brain to smithereens. Apparently, they wanted to make it where he accidentally shoots him in the neck, and then he puts he shoots
1: him in the head to put him out of his misery, and, then, and Jules is mad, double mad. You know what I mean? And it was Marvin's idea, the actor who plays Marvin. That's what's pretty cool about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, but they, they went with the, the one shot. And then, like, I love though how Vince is like. Why he's yelling? I'm like, what the hell happened? And then Vince is like, "Man, you, you hit a bump or something." <laughs> he's
1: like, I shot Marvin in the face, mm-hmm. <laughs> making it okay to laugh just because sounded so. Uh, it just sounds so funny the way he delivered the line. And then you cut when when it cuts to Jules, see all the brains and shit, and the Jerry, in the you know, and the yeah. Jerry Curl. Yeah. And, Love it, and yeah. John Travolta is like, "Come on, man, let's just take it to a friendly place." <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: I Maybe love it. My cells don't have no
1: friendly players in but...
2: <laughs> the he, but, but he got a guy. It's and up and, Jimmy. Yep. Yeah. And and it's funny because Tarantino, I, I think originally he wanted to play the, the the dope dealer.
1: Yep. Yeah. But he said he wanted to be behind the scenes. He wanted to be behind behind the camera for uh the whole adrenaline shot, you know, scene. Mm. So that's why he ended up going with Jimmy. And Paul Rodriguez uh, was the uh, – Robert Rodriguez, sorry, was the uh, director for all the scenes that Quentin Tarantino was the actor in. Nice. And, and the drug dealer is wearing, like, the Quentin Tarantino outfit
3: too. You know, yeah, it's like a similar rock character. And
1: both rocking a robe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hanging out and the, at-
3: the cereal he's eating when he doesn't answer the phone – that's actually like a real cereal from back then, but it was like part of the Count Chocolate line. Yeah. And that one got cut, but like Booberry and Count Chocolate and like Frankenberry survived, but that was the one that got cut. Yeah. Like he recreated the original one that wasn't out anymore.
1: Yeah. Cause that was like his favorite of all those like cartoons. I don't remember cereals. what the cereal was. Fruit, Fruit Brute is what it was. Yeah. Fruit, right. fruit, Fruit Brute. <laughs> and, yep and then clark talks about yeah you see a sign on, <laughs> on my lawn that says dead storage <laughs> i won't say the word well we'll go watch it if you haven't seen it but, yeah, and- 16 times <laughs> yeah yep and uh tarantino's one of the only ones who can really get away with that but it's because like that's how people really did talk and sorry that he keeps it a little bit too real for some <laughs> people but uh yeah just a whole a whole scene of uh, well, I, I got I got a scene that we got to watch here. It's uh, it's pretty much the culmination of a lot of different things that happen at the house because they call up the wolf, and uh so Jules he's got to call Marcellus Wallace, and <laughs> uh, uh, you know Marcellus is just he's telling he's giving him a whole yeah. bunch of shit. Sounds like he's giving him the runaround, and he's like no, and Jules is like no man, I want you to tell him go and chill those motherfuckers out. It's gonna be all good. I'm on the motherfucker, <laughs> and then. T- Marcellus Wallace repeats it. I'm on the motherfucker. I'm calling the wolf. Yeah. Samuel Jackson, you calling the wolf? That's all you had to say. And that was it.
2: That was my favorite character, though. I always always wanted them to do a spinoff movie, like just him going around, you know, solving high level like mishaps.
1: He's the fixer. Fixer, right? Yeah. We've seen things like that in other uh, other TV shows and all kinds of stuff on all types of different levels. Scandal. Um, Yeah, exactly. There we go. She was the fixer. All right, let's check this uh, little check this little scene out and get a little smoke break in here.
4: You gotta understand something, uh, Winston. Uh, I can't. Uh, This is our best
0: linen here, and it's uh, it was a wedding present from my uncle
3: Conrad and my aunt Ginny, and they're not with us anymore. And I really want to help you guys out. Let me ask you a
6: question, Jimmy.
1: If you don't mind. No, no, please, please go ahead.
4: Your Uncle Conrad and Aunt Ginny, were they millionaires? No. Well, your Uncle Marcellus is. And I'm positive. If Uncle Conrad and Aunt
1: Ginny were here, they would furnish you with a whole bedroom set, which your Uncle Marcellus is more than happy to do. I like oak
6: myself. That's what I have in my bedroom. How about you, Jimmy? You an oak man?
5: Oak's nice. I
6: got a threshold, Jules. I got a threshold for the abuse that I will take. Now, I'm, right now, I'm a fucking race car, right? And you got me in a red. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it's fucking dangerous to have a race car in a fucking red. That's all. I could blow. Oh, oh, you ready to blow? Yeah, I'm ready to blow. Well, I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Every time my fingers touch brain, I'm super fly TNT. I'm the guns of the Navarone. In fact, what the fuck am I doing in the back? You the motherfucker should be on brain detail. We're fucking switching. I'm washing the windows, and you picking up this nigga's skull.
4: Fine job, gentlemen.
1: You may get out of this
4: yet.
0: I can't believe this is the same car.
4: Strip. All the way? To your bare ass. Quickly, gentlemen. Jim, the soap. Vincent.
1: Okay, gentlemen. You've both been to county before, I'm sure. Here it comes.
6: God damn it. No. What a fucking is
1: cold? Yo, Better no. you yeah. than me, gentlemen. <laughs> Don't be afraid of the soap. Oh, <laughs> Spread it around. Oh,
6: Get up there oh, a little bit. Head, Get out of my hair! Yeah, come, come on, come on, do it. Let it, me do it.
1: Uh uh. Tower. You're dry enough. Toss in their clothes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We couldn't have planned this better. You guys look like... What do they look like, Jimmy? Dorks. <laughs> <laughs> they look like <laughs> a couple of
6: dorks. Ha, ha, ha. You're close, motherfucker.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 so just everything from the wolf coming over. John Travolta, you know. Uh, Mr. Wolf, like you say, please. You know, mm-hmm. just always talking yeah. shit. <laughs> but got him to say pretty pleased with the cherry on, or pretty pretty pleased with whipped cream on top. Do you I remember? mean,
2: it was a it's a time sensitive situation, right? Like yeah. hey, when she comes home and Whitey comes home and sees a bunch of gangster motherfuckers doing a bunch of gangster shit. You know what I mean?
1: He, I'm getting part out. Part <laughs>
2: I see, you see, at the end of the day, too. You know, what I mean, he even when he's trying to explain the quilt, he just cuts him off. Look here. <laughs> yeah, Janine and them are they millionaires like you should cut some off. Like hold on, hold on no we don't have time for this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> or he's you know? like he's trying to hustle him. he's like,
3: let, let me let me skip some time and just pay you more than you were gonna ask for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep, because he didn't want to <laughs> do it. And and when you look at like you know the shit that's like covering you know the seats and everything, it looks like a shitty little quilt, you know. Like I'm sure you can replace that pretty easily. <laughs> mm-hmm and then just cuts to them. Now we see why they're in those goofy-ass clothes. (laughs) And Quentin's like, they look like a couple of dorks. And uh, Samuel Jackson, like, ha-ha, your clothes, motherfucker. (laughs) And then when they're finally getting in the cars, he's like, come on, don't make me beg. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and and the wolf being the fixer that he is, because it was funny, like even uh, my wife brought this up. She was like... I want to be that guy who just gets to call all the shots and doesn't have to touch anything. But he drove the mm-hmm. car. He drove the car mm-hmm. with body in the back to go dispose of it. Jules mm-hmm. came with him, you know, and uh, he dated the junkyard guy's daughter. Yep, yeah. And, uh, and John Travolta followed in his Acura, and he told him, "If my car is different, mm-hmm. any different than when uh, when I left it, there's going to be two bodies buried."
2: See, there, there's a scene that they cut out there. Where it's a whole another conversation that he has with the with the daughter do- with the with the father, and then he's like, "Where's your daughter at?" You know what I mean? And then she comes out and she's talking about like, "I never see you," like you know what I mean? Let's go have breakfast. Like, You're never around because it's like he's out there fixing things. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, the wolf man. He's very popular. Marcellus has got a whole bunch of problems <laughs> that he needs <got> to figure <laughs> out fixing. <laughs> and uh yeah and then uh, so then it cuts to them, you know, at the at the junkyard and he's like, "Where are you boys going?" And he's like, "Redondo." It's like Inglewood and, and those places are right next to each other. It's crazy because when you get off the freeway, the 405 freeway, if you go left, it leads toward Redondo. You go right, you go to Inglewood. And uh so they're literally right next to each other, but they are out in the sticks. When it comes to the city, he's like, "I see uh, a cab in your future. Move out of the stick, gentlemen." <laughs> and then they go get breakfast. Do you want to have breakfast with me? All right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And go mm-hmm. ahead, Ron. you want you want to give the lead up into this uh, diner scene and everything they're talking about here. Uh, which which part? Just the beginning. When, when they go in there, we, we cut to the diner and then it's oh, yeah. So I mean, at this point, you got Jules
3: being like, all right. Well, they start off really more casual uh, with the whole like pork, you know, like, uh, you know, like, do you want some bacon? Like pork is a filthy animal, you know, pig is a <laughs> filthy animal type talk.
1: But when they get into her, sorry to cut you out, but just like we were talking about before, like how desensitized they are to like everything that they do with their job. Like there's just been multiple murders, you know, Mm -hmm. that happened. They, I mean, shit had to clean up an entire body out of this car, Mm -hmm. and now they're just eating breakfast, talking, and they're having an argument
2: about, you know, bacon.
3: Right, not about what
2: just happened or
3: anything. Yeah, and then, but it leads into you know him saying you know he's gonna give it up you know give up the life or whatever he's gonna it was a a epiphanies like or like he's like i saw a miracle he's like you saw a miracle i didn't see a miracle you know like um but uh you know but what's interesting is he has vince has to go to the bathroom Right. Uh, well, yeah.
1: Before that, like, no, well, before that, they're they're talking and uh, and Clark, yeah, when they're talking about Samuel Jackson, said a pig's a filthy motherfucker, and then he was like, you could tell me. Uh, well, and Clark says you could tell me a pig, but it's sewer rat. He's like, you could tell me a sewer rat tastes like pumpkin pie, but I wouldn't know because I'd never eat the motherfucker. And, and he, he was, was like, like, like a, he's like, dogs don't, don't, yeah, don't disregard them. He's like, I don't eat dogs. <laughs> he's like, no, but do you consider Dog a filthy animal? He's like, well, you know, Dog's got a little bit of personality to him. And he was like, oh, so by that logic, if a gotta pig... Be a charming motherfucking pig. <laughs> yeah, if a pig got a better personality, <laughs> might not be a filthy animal. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be a charming motherfucking pig, even <laughs> uh, way more charming that, than Wilbur on uh, whatever.
2: <laughs> and then they're laughing. Then they have a good laugh.
1: Yeah. And so- then then he tells them about when he's how he's gonna quit the life and everything he's like after we deliver this to marcellus i'm just going to walk the earth like Cain and come meet meet new people and get into adventures from town to town <laughs> he's like also
3: good to kill bill but
1: do, do you remember what john travolta says to him bogey
2: yeah he says he's i mean I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing but he was like you're
1: gonna leave the life you know what i mean
0: he
2: was I mean, just like, like
1: you ain't gonna leave you know what i mean And well, he says you. So you decided to be a fucking bum. Yeah.
2: Oh, fucking bum. Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) He's like without a residence (laughs) currency or whatever. He's gonna be a fucking bum. (laughs) But he's so pissed. He's just trying to talk as much shit as he can because I'm sure he doesn't want to lose him as a partner. No. Right. And he just came back. He was in Amsterdam all that time. He
2: he knows. He knows. He's a he's a co-pilot, not a pilot. Yeah, like said, he's a you know he's a yeah. Who's gonna do the Bible verse?
1: Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, and then so then John Travolta um says, "When did you decide all this? While you're there, just eating your little fucking muffin?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I'm just sitting here yeah, eating I'm a muffin, sure. having a coffee, and I had what alcoholics refer to as a moment of clarity."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he says, "I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a piss." Or but,
3: yeah, but what's interesting about that is now if he doesn't. You know, like, John Travolta would have pulled a gun immediately and shot them, like, without, like, anything. But because he was trying to change that day, that exact time, is why he decided to, like, talk to the guy instead of just, like, killing him and leaving. You know, like, uh, but you were saying before where, like, every time he goes to the bathroom... Something, something bad happens.
1: Happened. Now this is the third time out of 3 he goes to the bathroom and something bad's going to happen. And you see when John Travolta Is standing up, you can kind of see Pumpkin and Honey Bunny sitting behind them if you're, you know, paying close attention, you know, cuz they still haven't showed that they're all in the same diner at the same time. So Ron, you brought it up earlier when they cut to Honey Bunny, at one of those cuts you can see Vincent walking, you know, yeah, in the her. very
3: first scene of the movie. Yeah. You can like when she first jumps up, he's walking to
1: the bathroom what's well, before they jump up. Cause they still talk for like another minute after he goes to the bathroom, he's still got to get right. to the bathroom so he can go start taking his shit or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, before that. But yeah. So then you see Behind him
3: him in like the, in the booth where she, they walk, she walk. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah when they crazy. do I one of the, up, cause they keep panning, you know, from both sides and, uh, yeah, so then he goes into the bathroom, and then this is where it goes all the way back to the beginning of the story. Be, everyone be cool, there's a robbery, and it goes back to Pumpkin and Honey Bunny, and the whole robbery starts taking place that they were talking about from the beginning. Uh, they're working crowd control, uh, they're getting all the employees out of the back. They
3: give you a rundown of what they're going to do, essentially. Exactly. But the wording does change slightly. And that's the only place where that happens. And and uh, there's a theory on that too, rather than it being just a mistake that the first time you're seeing it as like the viewer of the movie, but the second time you're seeing it through like the perspective of Vincent uh Jules. Yeah. So uh, they remember it slightly different. So it, it's like something, they don't know if he did it on purpose, you know, or it just
1: was like a mistake and they're like, ah, that's cool. Cause it's uh, garçon. Cause in the first part of the movie, he's like garçon, coffee. Mm-hmm. Says it right back to back. But then later in the movie, it's like garçon, mm-hmm. coffee. And like, it's like garçon means boy. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't say anything. He just okay. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that and wasn't so the point. Now they're now pumpkin and honey bunny. They're going around collecting wallets. You know, working the crowd control. And we got uh, we got two parts to this scene. So we're gonna cue up the first part here. It's where uh, Pumpkin uh, approaches Samuel L. Jackson. Open oh. it. What
5: is it? What is it? Is that
4: what I think it is? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. God damn
6: it. What is it? <laughs> Tell it's that bitch to be cool. I'm gonna kill you. Say, bitch, be cool. Be cool, honey Say, bitch, be cool, honey Say bitch honey. Be, cool. be cool. Tell that I'm fucking bitch now. to chill. Be cool, Chill bunny. that fucking bitch out. Just chill out, honey You're bunny. Out. Chill. Just chill out, honey bunny. All right, now tell her it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. Promise her. Uh. I promise. Tell her to chill. Just chill out, honey bunny. All right, now tell me your name. Yolanda. All right, now Yolanda, we're not gonna do anything stupid, are we? Don't you hurt him. Nobody's gonna hurt anybody. We're all gonna be like three little Fonzies here. And what's Fonzie like? Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? Cool. What? Cool. Correct the mundo. And that's what we're gonna be.
5: We're gonna be cool. Now, Ringo, I'm gonna count to three. And when I count three, I want you to let go of your gun, put your palms flat on the table, and sit your ass down. But when you do it, you do it cool. You ready? One.
6: Two. Three. Okay, now you let him go!
5: Yolanda, I thought you were gonna be cool. Now, when you yell at me, it makes me nervous. And when I get nervous, I get scared. And when motherfuckers get scared, that's when motherfuckers accidentally get shot. Just know you hurt him, you die. Well, that seems to be the situation. But I don't want that. And you don't want that. And Ringo here definitely doesn't want that. So let's see what we can do. Now, here's the situation. Normally, both your asses would be dead as fucking fried chicken. But you happen to pull this shit while I'm in a transitional period, and I don't want to kill you. I want to help you. But I can't give you this case, because it don't belong to me. Besides, I've been through too much shit over this case this morning to just hand it over to your dumb ass.
6: Vincent, (laughs) be cool! Yolanda, it's cool, baby. It's cool! We still just talking. Come on, point the gun at me. Point the gun at me. There you go. Now, Vincent, you just hang back and don't do a goddamn thing. Tell her we are still cool. Still cool, honey bunny. How we doing, baby?
0: I I gotta go pee. (laughs) I'm going to go
5: home. Just hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. And Ringo's proud of you. It's almost over. Tell her you're proud of her. Proud of you, honey bunny. I love you. I love you too, honey bunny. Now, I want you to go in that bag and find my wallet. Which one is it? It's the one that says, bad motherfucker.
1: All right. And uh, sorry for everyone watching on the stream. We had a little pause in there. I thought I worked it out perfectly. Um, <laughs> we'll be back on <laughs> in a few seconds here. But, uh, but there we go. All right. Love this scene. Classic scene. All the shit is just coming to a head. And what's the one thing that distracts Pumpkin? What's in the briefcase? Because there's something in there so great, we have no idea what it is. And even uh, and, uh, Honey Bunny's said, God damn it, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is so enamored with what's in the case. And Ron, why don't you go down just some of the list of uh, – we'll say save the best one for last that we want to talk yeah, about. So but,
3: the first idea that they – the like it was originally supposed to be was the diamonds from the heist in reservoir dogs yep and it was going to be filled with diamonds right so um but that wasn't like when they did it it wasn't impressive enough i guess you know um or or like you know it wasn't like mysterious or whatever so they wanted to make it where it could be whatever the person imagines it to be you know uh and but it really was just like a yellow light
2: bulb inside of a
3: briefcase <laughs> but yeah that, uh, they, they never
2: exactly showed
0: the other
2: side right. of it as a <laughs> child as a child i i grew up like a fan of like slick rick and and motherfuckers and just rock hella wells like pharaohs and shit and like like i remember just i was in the gold as a kid and i like i remember reading something about like this dude who would invest all his money in gold doubloons so i always thought it was just like full of gold doubloons as a kid But then as I grew up, here's my theory. It was like plutonium or some shit or like, or Mm -hmm. like some, 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 you know, something that, that like, like, like plutonium for real. Cause like that shit on the black market is some big bread. You know what I mean?
1: So, so the big, uh, the big one and uh, I'll, I'll lead into it. Ron, you can give your thoughts about this. The whole big thought of a lot of the, uh, you know, this, the cult following of this thinks that it could be Marcellus Wallace's soul. That's in there, and that—that's mm-hmm. why they're going to the lengths of everything they're going to bring that back, and then the band aid—that's something else that kind mm. of accentuates it. Because apparently, the only way to extract a soul from someone is going through the back of the neck, mm. like right where he had the band aid. Mm.
3: But as as Boogie said, the band aid was really—he just cut himself, and they put the band aid on, and then like they kept it. people like just because
2: because the band.
3: What it was out of it, yeah, but uh, yeah. So the idea that it's his soul, you know, and it's been removed, and then and then you get that with the the combination of six six six. So it was like you know, like contract with the devil kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, Mark of the Beast, whatever. But uh, that's like the that's the best one, I think.
2: Yeah, I like that one. I like that one the best too, to be honest. But I'm saying, I'm telling you, bro. He was slinging plutonium.
1: He could have been. New Especially stroke. like, I mean, he, for all we know, he's the one who sold Doc Brown the plutonium. I like that, but we're going with that.
2: <laughs> but Steve, it was clearly the, it was clearly the, uh, the Arab motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he, they even said that. Oh, man. no, it wouldn't even, I don't want to disrespect the Arabs because those are my homies for real though. Uh, it, it was actually the,
1: uh, what was it Lithuanians he said? What? I, in back to the future yeah. uh, uh you know i can't remember I, it, it might have been i remember i swore i remember i'm saying a but then I mean,
2: point someone in the chat to let us know
1: yeah, yeah go research, uh, <laughs> in who back sold back the around the plutonium yeah, and uh, so we got a second half to this scene and uh hopefully yeah. we don't get cut off like the first one got cut off but uh classic um and Clark said, uh, I'm with the soul theory, kind of like the Back to the Future uh, Plutonium connection. I know. Oh, there we go. It's the Libyans. The Libyans. <laughs> there, we the Libyans. <laughs> there we go. Clark, you the man. Hold on. Yeah, hold, ten on. Points. hold on. Hold Give on. A dig. There we go. Hit <laughs> the nail on the head. I like it. And uh, But Jules, I mean, in the first uh, half of the, the scene that we saw there, just a gangster like he's like i don't want to I, I don't want to hurt your ego but they said the first time i had a gun you know yeah, right. just sitting there cool you know like fonzie's supposed to do and uh, shows him the case told him he wasn't going to keep it and uh, he even says uh when he says uh, let me have the case or he says open the case and he's like no i'm not going to do it mm-hmm. and it's like uh, excuse me i didn't hear you he's like yeah you yeah. did
2: <laughs> but yeah, yeah you know, you know what, what, one thing i like too though is like he takes that. He says, I'm going to count to three and I'm going to blast you in the face. And he says, Listen, like, you know what I mean? And he, He's he, like a true QB, he takes that shot
1: clock all the way down. Or the, the, all that the way. <laughs> all the way down. Because he says three and then he's like, All right, Ringo, yeah. you got it. Because
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> right he, he needed all that time to formulate, like, you know what? Because he already decided. I'm not. I'm not gonna kill nobody no more.
3: And did you see how fast he notices Vince coming out of the bed? He doesn't look over, but he's like, "Don't do," you know, because he's trained to have like peripheral vision mm-hmm. to yeah, see I'm like right. the danger.
1: And also, I think it was just like a power move, you know, by letting him count to three. Because if uh, you know Pumpkin was really a gangster, he would have shot him at three. You know, it's like a yeah. p- Pineapple Express. Wait, is it one, two, three, then go, or like one, one, <laughs> two, three, go on three, like? By him saying three and not being dead, I think Samuel Jackson already knew that he had all the power, like, at that moment.
2: I like that. I mean, and it was hell. He had, like, pulling him down, in the way he pulled him down, he's like, even the positioning of the of the, the briefcase, you know what I mean? He positioned it where it's
1: like, boom, I'm going to yank him from like this, ah, and then jam that motherfucker in his, in his throat piece. <laughs> and he let him look at it for a minute, too. Let him get all encapsulated with whatever was in there.
3: And he had <laughs> a gun under the table the whole time, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you see him pull it out. He's holding it while he's holding up his wallet. That bad (laughs) motherfucker.
2: Yep, slipping.
1: Yep, and that was actually Quentin Tarantino's wallet. He had to get that, you know, for Shaft. Mm -hmm. You know, and then what happened? Samuel Jackson ends up playing Shaft in a remake. After that, I used to I used to have a replica of that (laughs) one.
2: Nice. Of course, you (laughs) did. (laughs) Hey, you sold them on your website, didn't
1: you? (laughs) (laughs) So that's where that's where we left off um samuel jackson uh he he turns the tables and uh now he's got the gun pointed at a pumpkin or a.k.a ringo as sam calls him and uh so let's get into part two of this and the end of the movie
5: 1500 dollars okay put it in your pocket it's yours now with the rest of those wallets in the register that makes this a pretty successful little
6: score, huh? Jules, you give that fucking Nimrod $1,500 and I'll shoot him on general principle. No, Yolanda, Yolanda, he ain't gonna do a goddamn motherfucking thing. Vince, shut the fuck up! up. Yeah. Come on, Yolanda, stay with me, baby.
5: Now, I ain't giving it to him, Vincent. I'm buying something for my money. You wanna know what I'm buying, Ringo? What? Your life. I'm giving you that money so I don't have to kill your ass you read the Bible, Ringo? Not regularly, no. Well, there's this passage I got memorized. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides... by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill... shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness... for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon you. I've been saying that shit for years. And if you heard it, that meant your ass. I never gave much thought to what it meant. I just thought it was some cold-blooded shit to say to a motherfucker before I popped a cap in his ass. I saw some shit this morning Made me think twice See now I'm thinking Maybe it means You're the evil man And I'm the righteous man And Mr. Nine Millimeter here He's the shepherd protecting my righteous ass In the valley of darkness Or it could mean You're the righteous man And I'm the shepherd And it's the world that's evil and selfish Now I'd like that that shit ain't the truth the truth is you're the weak and I am the tyranny of evil men but I'm trying Ringo I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd
6: I think we should be leaving now.
5: Yeah, that's probably a good idea.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry for everyone who uh, the stream got cut off, uh, but it was a classic scene. We had to let it play all the way to the end. Yeah. And he went through his Ezekiel 25 17 again <laughs> in a way more calm approach, and he didn't cap someone. The first time he ever said that Bible verse without uh, capping someone at the end. Because that was already
2: the last time when he said it, but he already declared that to be the last time where he says that, and that's your ass. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. I do love, I love just like, how he it finally dawned on him you know what i mean like a, a, a you know what there's a reason why he kept saying this this hymn even though it was you know a hymn from the pulp fiction version of the bible right uh, yeah I, I, it, I, it's the
1: quentin I, bible verse it's the quentin
2: bible verse right but he it's just definitely the way where you know i mean he's he he, he already knew like you say he counts to three you already know this motherfucker ain't with shit. so when it's, and you know at the end of his conclusion like you're the weak and i and the tyranny of evil men. Like he flips it on him, and he's like, "I'm, I'm trying hard, Ringo, I'm trying real hard, <laughs> real Ringo. hard." To be the <laughs> and like, dude, that's Oscar caliber shit right there. Just that. Even th- that always captivated me as a kid. How he delivered that bar right there. You know what I mean? The shepherd. Like you know what I mean? It was just like so much conviction behind it.
3: And it was like the anti-Samuel L. Jackson. Because usually he's like yelling MF and like, you know, yeah, yeah it's like every movie there's a Samuel L. Jackson thing where he starts to yell louder and then curses and then gets killed in some way, like in Jurassic Park and like <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Lucy <laughs> and
3: like oh a on a plane. Like, there's always <laughs> like a scene where like he just starts yelling and then gets attacked by like some random <laughs> shit. But in this one, his last one is really calm and like. <laughs>
1: Well, I think he really got to, you know, I mean, just the range, you know, of his acting chops, we got to see it and we get to see it a lot in Jackie Brown. Also. I mean, those are probably two of my favorite characters for Samuel Jackson Jules, And then, uh, I forget his name off the top of my head. in uh, in Jackie Brown, but it's classic shit, man. He used to be a theater actor. Like this is probably the shit that he lives man,
2: for. Man, they even got him as when when he was Master Windu. Led, I, I now that I think about it, like Anakin came up, chopped his arm off, he's like,
0: oh, oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> blasted his ass out the window. He's
3: not allowed to curse in that one, but yeah, they 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 still gave him a Samuel L. Jackson moment. <laughs>
0: he's
1: go he's go sleep in the big house. <laughs>
2: Oh shit! That was.
3: Crazy. You get what you pay
1: for.
2: He delivers <laughs> real, every time. Hey, <laughs> real talk though. That scene, and then obviously they get away. You know what I'm saying? Because they, you know, they showed him walk into that bar, you know, scot free. You know? My favorite
3: part is when they turn around together to put their backs to the window to put their guns in the waistbands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they both know that they're not like the people inside already know they have guns but the yep. people outside don't. So they like together turn to put them mm-hmm. in their pants,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> classic stuff, man. Classic ending to a classic movie. And, and that scene was way better to end it anyways, you know, than the Butch scene. Yeah. You know, them taking off. Like it's them riding off into the sunset. Seems a lot cooler than Butch and Fabian.
3: And it's supposed to be like the person who gave it up, survived the person who didn't die. Like the next day. You know, like, so, like, it's like a, it's like an after school special for gangsters. It's like, you know, like, yep. yeah. he gets to give his, like, you know, his, like, uh, halfway house out of prison speech to the, the guy. Yeah.
1: Tim that. Yep. Man. Well, this was awesome. I'm so glad that we got to do this. I mean, this is the premiere episode. It's going to be in podcast form. Um really in a few days here. So everyone, uh, make sure you go check that out. It's going to be the Silver Screen Breakdown. So same exact thing. You're going to be able to go search it on Spotify and Apple. And it's not going to have anything cut out like the YouTube version uh, had a little bit cut out. Yeah. And uh, audio, anybody, feel free to give us some uh, just some ideas you know, for movies because... I'm thinking some '90s movies. I'm thinking sports movies. I'm thinking more of these gangster movies. You know, got to get some '420' movies in there as well. You know what we should do is
2: we should sit one day and just throw in hella dope '90s movies that we like, and then like that could be '90s, and because we could we could literally have the group vote on what we want, they want what genre, and then we'll have we'll have lists already that they can vote on. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I want to do movies that we like too. I, for this, I mean, I, I do like polling the audience, but I'd rather like if people really want to, you know, hit us up on social media, go to at SS breakdowns, you know, on Twitter, we're going to have an Instagram up pretty soon. You know, you can hit it up SS breakdowns at gmail.com. You know, if you want to leave some, uh, some opinions there, but uh, Bogey, what are, what are a couple of movies that you want to do? Um, let, let's just say within the next few months, where are some classic movies at the top of your list?
2: Good, good fellas.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? um,
2: And even, like, all the way up to, like, more recent movies that I feel are instant classics, like, you know, going back to Goodfellas, but, you know, his, you know, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. You know yeah. what I mean? Same director. Like, I would love to break these joints down because they're all, I like joints that are based on some real shit. You know what I mean? I do
1: too. What about you, Ron? What What are a couple more? Oh, oh right? uh,
2: Catch Me If You Can.
1: That would be awesome. Yeah, I love that's it. a good one. That's okay. a good one for sure, classic Leo.
2: That yeah, is I'm a long to...
0: movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, Leo is one of my favorite actors for
1: sure. So anything Leo, anything Johnny Depp. The one, I, the one that I'd like to go back for Leo is Basketball Diaries. Take it all the way back. Oh shit! Know, to, to some early nineties yeah. where it's like, wasn't
2: it Joaquin Phoenix in there with him? Was it River I, Phoenix? River Phoenix.
1: Is he in there? I don't know if he's yeah, in yeah, that. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is in that. That's one of his, like, early movies that he did. And uh, uh, Leo's mom in that movie is, um, is what's her name? Um, from Goodfellas, the the wife from oh, Goodfellas. Okay. Uh, what, what's there's, her name? Karen? There's
3: also uh, the therapist in The
1: Sopranos. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Yeah, but that's one that I'd like to go all the way back to because, I mean, that's based on a true story. I mean, um, that guy, um, mm. what's his name? Uh, something Carol. Yeah, his uh he wrote the basketball diaries and actually the movie is like a lot more tame than what actually like happened in real life. Even like uh off
3: the cuff that people don't think of as like a, I don't know what we would do for something like this, but uh Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio when they redid that, that was a great movie, actually. Dude, yeah,
2: I haven't seen that since like going to the movies for real. like it was, I know, like, I, I haven't seen like, that in a like, long time. Because
3: they didn't Lewis. change the dialogue, but they modernized it, you know, like yeah. that was that that's
1: that's like, a I,
2: lot to it too
1: the long sword is really just a fat-ass pistol yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah the excalibur was a gun yeah
1: yeah And john liguizamo jamie kennedy and i can't mm-hmm. remember the one who played um um tibble or no not tibble because uh, that
2: that really put him on the map leo for real that was the one that like
1: that titanic was. came out like right around the same yeah time, titanic but. came out like the next year
2: yeah
3: Titanic, yeah, that was Titanic was he, huge because at at every time was Titanic like, was like the number one movie.
2: It was, it was all about like being a like a teenage heartthrob throb back then. Remember that? Because he even came up from growing pains, and he, he was, was he,
3: like adopted brother on growing pains.
2: Yeah, well, he was he was a homeless kid that they just took in. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he was going. He was still going to school, but like you know, what I mean, he didn't have a house somehow. You know what I mean? He was like, and he worked at a restaurant. And he would like, still food, like you know what I mean. And like,
0: oh, then, but he would,
1: goes, then does like what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah, yep. That's the one with River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I was I was, I thought that. I was like, and then the beach is kind of. Johnny Depp's in there too, right? Yeah, Johnny Depp <laughs> yeah. is Gilbert. That's right. Yeah,
2: the, 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 I, I ain't gonna front. I haven't seen that movie.
1: I don't even think I've seen that movie. What's eating Gilbert Grape? I think I've seen it like two times, movie. maybe. Like, See, I movie. would not want to do that movie, but <laughs> no, that's not what I'm. in. <laughs> but it is a good movie. It is a really good movie. But yeah, I mean the gangster genre, the crime movie genre, whatever. Wow. But uh, Jackie Brown's definitely one that I want to be doing. Here.
3: Definitely any given Sunday. I love that movie. Ooh. That's a good
1: one. I love. That. I act so on. much in that. There's so. Hold much. on. Hold on. Here we go.
0: It's
2: funny because in every every chance I get, I'm Willie Beeman. Oh like, yeah. I, I think that was my sport. What did we do? We did like a a movie, sports
1: movie uh league. Yeah, the for the uh it was the sports characters that you got to yeah. pick for the uh the big best ball tournament that we were in. That's what it was. One hundred twenty yeah, really team.
3: Remember when you guys left Rudy off of the top uh, sports movies?
1: Because Rudy sucks. Dude, uh, uh, Joe Montana played with Rudy and (laughs) said that was bullshit.
2: And Joe Montana's the GOAT, so when he says Rudy's bullshit, it'll never be in any of my top lists.
1: Never, never. The movie is amazing. It's funny how, like, I mean, pretty much like every single movie that Disney's ever made, like, blows it out of proportion. Like, (laughs) Invincible, like you met with Mark Wahlberg. Like when they show like the play in the credits of the movie, you know it's nowhere near like you know he's at the forty, the thirty, like it's nowhere near like that. It's like a broken play that like he just ends up like landing on the ball in the end zone <laughs> and shit. But like that was his big claim to fame. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were he's all about that. that in Philly. That movie. Well, and he was. Uh, I mean, he was <laughs> yeah, on the team for three boy. years. Right yeah. after that, so I mean, that's a that's big. So, he,
2: you know what's funny is is like. I'm like, why show that clip? You know what I mean? like, yeah, right. Why ruin,
1: why ruin the illusion?
2: It's not I like blow. It's not like I have they... the story. No one's gonna look up the clip, <laughs> right? It, it's not like blow. Where like they're like, you know, they're gonna phase out and show the the the, the current day, uh, right? Jo- uh, right. Or like right.
1: pictures of what they really look like, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, hey, where or they put it, anyway? it up
3: and they're like, "Here's what happens if you don't get an attractive actor to play the person." God, <laughs> like, they're all like a funkier looking. Whoever me- plays them because like they always get famous people to play them.
1: <laughs> Ron, tell me you remember the move, the Disney movie about Philly with Tony Danza, the garbage kicking, field goal kicking. Philadelphia. Oh, Come I remember this. What? You don't remember oh, that? Okay, on. yeah. All right, Ron, you failed. Hold on. Where's the Come buzzer? on, hit him with the buzzer. Okay. <clears throat> so, they I, and they made this before they made Invincible, but it was it was it had to be a spoof, you know, kind of like a different version of like the Invincible character because like this guy was a garbage a garbage man, but his like hydraulic pump was I don't I don't know this movie. What yeah, was it garbage kick garbage picking field goal kicking philadelphia phenomenon <laughs> and so he ends up being the kicker for the eagles but it's because he's the garbage man he has to kick this hydraulic pump or whatever and he just like creates an insane leg or whatever and so he's like a walk-on you know pretty much like uh right. like, the, like the invincible like character Apollo. yeah But he doesn't end up. uh, He ends up sucking because he quits his garbage job and he has to. He stops kicking the hydraulic pump, so then his leg just goes back to being like garbage.
3: How could I miss this obvious classic? Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the midnight. (laughs) Somewhere in the midnight. (laughs) (laughs) And you say
2: you're from Philly?
3: (laughs) 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 It says the town in the movie title. You got to see everything. Tony Tony
2: dances, rolling over in his grave.
3: No, I, I really didn't think
2: seen- that Actually, my bad. Tony Danz is still alive. He's not even dead. Yeah, he is still alive. All right,
1: Ron. what's a couple He's movies? He's still on?
2: kicking, you would say? Uh, yeah. uh, one would Hold be that. Grandma's Boy.
1: <laughs> There's the rim shot for Bogey. <laughs> yeah. So, what are some movies that you want to break down, Ron, over the next uh, like, couple Well, movies? one was that you give him something. one would be Grandma's Boy. Yeah, like I it. love that movie.
3: Um, and all really, I mean, like, there's so many uh, movies that are, like, linked to, like, groups of people, you know? Like, the Grandma Boy people do other movies together, and, like, the Broken yeah, Lizard yeah. people do. And, like, you know, you got mm-hmm. the Tarantino uses the yeah. same actors yeah, over the and the Seth over Seth again.
2: The Seth Rogen. Yeah, you know, the Seth here.
3: Rogen stuff, you know? Um yeah. And then, like, probably, like, Dazed and Confused. Yeah. I uh,
1: like that. I'm not all mad. right, all right, all right. Yeah, I
3: mean,
2: yeah.
3: and I love, like, movies where, uh, when they're a while ago, and there's just, like, tons of people that became famous, but they're not really famous yet in them, you know, because yeah, yeah. you're seeing them in, like, a Ooh, kind of sand pure lot. form.
0: The Sandlot's,
3: the Sandlot's one, too. One too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sandlot. That's a good one. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
3: And one then...
2: So- without horror the sequel too, man but we I'm- should do and i used to watch i stopped watching horror movies like after like insidious i don't know i just haven't really seen any horror movies since then or don't really have an interest to watch any of them like and my daughter she's at the age she's in the horror movies right now like 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 we all were at that age you know what i mean like just we like being scared and shit you know what i mean but there was like there was some trippy shit in the 90s <laughs> like I, I like i was a fan of like the ghost story shit like you know what i mean like um y'all remember story echoes Mm -hmm. yeah that one was good it's just like some ghost story shit you know what i mean yeah versus like slasher shit because slasher shit's funny too do you remember uh well i don't you guys probably didn't have the same thing but we had that
3: thing called uh like reading is fundamental and they would give you books and everyone would fight to get the scary stories to tell in the dark books uh yep. when they got the pick and there there's only so many copies. people race down to get like the scary story books
2: yep Adam, Adam them the dumb books with some bad motherfuckers bro It had the uh the story there's the one the spider bit the motherfucker in the face and laid the eggs in it yeah all the urban legends
3: right yeah uh, yeah they made a movie of that
1: yeah um, it was trash. Huh? Yeah, I'm yeah. A, <laughs> the, <laughs> nine, the the late nineties. Yeah. Like I uh, mean I mean look, look, look Halloween
2: season, we could do like, you know what I mean? Four weeks of, of uh I mean four you know episodes of goddamn just different horror movie shit, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: I'm we all do about a horror movie draft. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah we I'm got a-
2: we're we're taking it to the silver screen and breaking it down in all different ways.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, cause we, I mean, plan on doing this every other week, but shit, we might make this just a Saturday night, Saturday night thing for the foreseeable future. I mean, it's the editing mm-hmm. that takes a bunch, and not really. We're just gonna let let these be raw and uncut on the podcast.
2: Yeah, it. this is us.
1: This is- <laughs> yeah, All Take right. me as I am. No filters. No filters. Yeah. So we're getting up out of here. We don't even know what the next movie is going to be yet. We're going to have a little uh, power meeting about that. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys rocking with us over two hours. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple and uh, rate on Spotify as well. Give me money. We're out of here.